Texas Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. Ready to get down to it as the field works up to turn number four, Joe Moore, and this crowd ready to get some racing and get the season underway, and so am I. They are excited. Pace car is on the pit lane. Here comes the field for the start of the 44th running of the Daytona 500, and here is Barney Hall. The great American race about to get underway. Green flag goes in the air, and we are underway as they swing out of the trioval and head down to turn number one. Remember, they're running restrictor plate engines. It'll take a lap or so before we really see the three and four wide racing that we expect, particularly in the early going. They head for two. Front row is side by side. Kevin Harvick on the outside of Jimmy Johnson as they go wheel to wheel. Right behind them, Jeff Gordon and Michael Waltrip. One car not getting a good start. Ricky Rudd, he dropped back about four spots, but he's charging up the inside. Field moves on to the super stretch for the first time this afternoon. Kevin Harvick forges ahead to the race lead, bringing Michael Waltrip along into second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. to third. Jimmy Johnson sliding back. He gets the shuffle backward now as he works off the end of the super stretch. Tony Stewart will flash by. He'll get the fourth position. Now it's side by side for fifth. Jimmy Johnson faces a challenge from Jerry Nadeau, all four. Johnson falls down to the inside of the racetrack. Luckily, his teammate and car owner, Jeff Gordon, is right there to help him draft back up to the front. Pulls him up alongside Jerry Nadeau as the front four go nose to tail up to turn one. Then the battle comes behind them. Jimmy Johnson riding along in the fifth spot for the moment, not feeling any heat. Behind them, though, it's two abreast. Jeff Gordon on the inside. Jerry Nadeau on the outside. Then on the next row, Ricky right alongside Kenny Schrader. All of that side-by-side racing going on from the sixth position on back. Jeff Gordon working the inside lane of the racetrack. Now Jimmy Johnson slides down in front of him. Also Tony Stewart at the front of that line headed to turn three. Stewart moves over to the left now blocks. Here comes Nadeau. He'll go to the high side racing for the fourth spot. It stacks up two by two by two from fourth on back. Stewart down low. Nadeau up top all four. That's the way they come off the turn and head back down to the start finish line. That is the race for, race for fourth place as they come to the line. Kevin Harvick still leads. Michael Waltrip is second. Now the scramble is going to be for third. Earnhardt Jr. gets a serious challenge there by Jerry Nadeau as they swing off to turn one. Nadeau making that outside lane work. He'll put a fender out on top of Dale Earnhardt Jr. for the number three position. He's got plenty of drafting help from Kenny Schrader and Bobby Labonte. Tony Stewart is off the pace on the bottom of the racetrack. Stewart all the way down to the inside lane of the super stretch. The entire field blasting by to his outside. Back up at the front. Kevin Harvick has the race lead and Michael Waltrip rides along in second. Side by side battle is for the third position. Jerry Nadeau had lots of drafting help. Last lap, he's got none now. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has Ken Schrader and Bobby Devontae stacked up behind. Jr.'s going to grab third, all four. Winston Kelly making his way to Tony Stewart's pit as he limps around the bottom of the racetrack, one of the contenders for the win here today. Meanwhile, it's Kevin Harvick leading the pack across the start-finish line. Three-car breakaway. Michael Waltrip in second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. runs in third. Then the battle side-by-side for the number four position. Kenny Schrader on the inside. Jerry Nadeau on the outside. Nine Michael Waltrip now decides it's time to go. He'll go to the high lane and challenge Kevin Harvick for the lead. A couple of Chevrolets battling for the top spot. Here's Michael Waltrip's blue and gold machine pushed along by Dale Earnhardt Jr. Both stacking up to the outside of Kevin Harvick. Now Harvick gets some help from Ken Schrader. Michael Waltrip to the lead. Dale Earnhardt Jr. to the second spot at least momentarily, but Jr. takes his car up the racetrack. Kevin Harvick drafting help from Ken Schrader. Side by side for second off four. And as they come out of turn number four, we told you earlier this race takes a lot of twists and turns. Tony Stewart has taken his car in behind the wall and gone to the garage area. Winston Kelly. 
He has not said a word. They asked him a couple of times on the radio, is it the motor smoke? That's his nickname. Tony said absolutely nothing. They're getting ready to take the pit box back to the garage area, see if they can assess what the problem is. You know Tony Stewart's got to be extraordinarily disappointed. Yeah, he certainly had a car that could have won here this afternoon. The field leaves turn number two. Down the back stretch, Michael Walter, Bernhardt Jr., Jerry Nadeau, Kevin Harvick, Robbie Gordon were the top five. Are they that way in turn three? Well, they're side-by-side side for fourth. Robbie Gordon outside of Kevin Harvick. Horn on the steam in the outside lane is Robbie Gordon. Gordon with drafting help from John Andretti. Downstairs, Kevin Harvick drafting help from Ken Schrader. Stacked up two-by-two two from fourth on back. Steaming off turn four, back into the trial this racing going on from third on back. Just about everybody from the third spot of the rear of the field racing either double wide, in some cases three wide. Such the case for Ryan Newman who rides along back in the 26th position. The field storms up the banking to turn one. Side by side for fifth place on back. Sterling Marlin, or Kevin Harvick rather, has taken the spot away from Robbie Gordon. He'll lead the hole downstairs. Kenny Schrader follows him through for fifth. Now Bobby Labonte to the low line. Here's Bobby Labonte working down toward the inside of Robbie Gordon. This going from sixth position on back. Gordon gets some help in the outside lane of the racetrack. John Andretti is there behind him. Pontiac and Chevrolet side by side for sixth. For now, Bobby Labonte with a fender out in front. Although now Robbie Gordon now with drafting help from John Andretti gets his Chevrolet wound up to the outside. Still side by side. Ready to put six laps on the scoreboard complete in the Daytona 500. Down to the line. A couple of cars sliding back. Terry Labonte is one of those all the way back to 27th position. He's lost some 12 or 14 spots as they work their way back into turn number one chasing Michael Waltrip. Top five continue to run nose to tail. The side-by-side -side battle will be for sixth place. That's where Bobby Labonte hugs the low line. Robbie Gordon letting it drift high on the outside. They'll go wheel to wheel for that spot off turn two. They will stay that way. Moving on to the super stretch. Bobby Labonte still hasn't hooked up down low, but Robbie Gordon still there to his right. They will ride wheel to wheel with John Andretti still pushing Robbie Gordon. Double wide, four rows deep from sixth on back. Bobby Labonte at the bottom. Robbie Gordon up top. Behind them, Mike Skinner and John Andretti door to door. Then Sterling Marlin and Kenny Wallace all stacking up off the corner. Pontiac and Chevrolet going at it side by side for the sixth spot. Bobby Labonte and Robbie Gordon, the first two cars to be battling as the front five cars march away. Just behind, you've got the car of Mike Skinner. He's got the inside line covered with John Andretti to his outside. Skinner takes the Chevrolet down to the low line against John Andretti's Dodge, but that battle may be determined in front of them as it continues to be Bobby Labonte going wheel to wheel now off the corner with Robbie Gordon. Bobby Labonte checks behind him. He sees that Mike Skinner is still there with him, trying to give him a shove up into the sixth spot, but Robbie Gordon still has plenty of help himself in the outer lane of the racetrack, and the battle continues. Bobby Labonte again, rumbling down to the inside. Now he will clear Gordon off the end of the super stretch, so now give Bobby Labonte the sixth position. Mike Skinner will advance in the low lane. He moves up the race side by side with Gordon off four. Hard to really tell which lane is the quickest inside or outside because there's about a six-car draft running nose to tail directly ahead of those two lines of cars that's working along behind. Robbie Gordon really giving it everything he can, trying to get up there and latch on to that draft as they go back to turn one. Bobby Labonte has joined that six-man dance at the front of the pack. Mike Skinner now down on the inside of Robbie Gordon. Right behind them, two by two, it's Sterling Marlin and John Andretti to the super stretch. Yeah, and now here's Sterling Marlin in the ninth position, trying to work his way up to seventh. He thought about a three-wide move, started to run to the inside of Skinner. Then he ran out of racetrack. He got right down next to the apron of the super stretch. Now he's challenging for eight. Here they come off the end of the super stretch. Sterling Marlin now down to the inside. Robbie Gordon and company in the outside lane losing ground. Skinner goes by Gordon. Now Sterling will move by Robbie Gordon off four. We've completed ten laps. Michael Walter leads Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kevin Harvick, Jerry Nadeau, and Ken Schrader. Kyle 
Larson brings his Chevy and four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. They have just completed 14 laps in the Daytona 500. Michael Waltrip continues to lead. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is still second. Kevin Harvick hangs in there in third. Bobby Labrani running a strong fourth. Sterling Marlin has picked his way through the field to get up into fifth place. Kurt Busch is sixth. Seventh is Jerry Nadeau. Eighth is Kenny Schrader. Ninth is Robbie Gordon. And tenth is John Andretti. Some drivers having problems. Let's get a sweep on pit road right now. Go down to Adam Alexander. Well, unfortunately, the Jasper engines forward is behind the wall. Dave Blaney just over ten laps into this one is pulled behind the wall here by I believe it is an electrical problem with the machine. Unfortunately, we're not going to have the opportunity to get in and talk to him. So many crew members around working with this one. But Dave Blaney behind the wall. We've already got Tony Stewart out with an engine problem. Two cars out of the Daytona 500, less than 15 laps into the event. Check down to the other end of pit road with Jim Phillips. It's a bad day for Andy Petrie Racing, Joe. Uh, Mike Wallace on the parade lap lost power to his car. Well, they got the power fixed. The car fired back up. But during the run of this first 15 laps, the car is misfiring, and then we have Bobby Hamilton, his teammate. He just said he could not hold on to the car coming off turn four. It's a handling problem, and he had to back out of the drafts. So both Andy Petrie's cars, who had high hopes today and ran so well here last year, have had problems during the first uh, 15 laps of this race. Tough way to start off a brand-new racing season with trouble at Daytona. Michael Waltrip, the race leader, he took over the top spot on the fourth lap of this event here today. Still hangs on over Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kevin Harvick, Bobby Labonte, and Sterling Marlin. Let's take you back further in the field. Running sixth now is Kurt Busch. Seventh is Jerry Nadeau. Ken Schrader is eighth. Ninth is Robbie Gordon. And tenth is John Andretti. Kenny Wallace is in eleventh now. Rusty Wallace is twelfth. Thirteenth is Ryan Newman. Fourteenth is Dale Jarrett. And fifteenth is Matt Kenseth. Ward Burton runs in 16th. Jeff Gordon is 17th. Mike Skinner is in 18th. Ricky Craven 19th. And Jeff Green runs in the 20th spot. 21st is Casey Atwood. Ricky Rudd is 22nd. Bill Elliott 23rd. Todd Bodine 24th. And Johnny Benson is running in 25th. 26th is Jimmy Johnson. Jeremy Mayfield is 27th. Elliott Sadler 28th. 29th is Mark Martin. And running 30th now is Terry Labonte. And a lot of drivers are sliding back and losing positions in the fields from where they started in the beginning this afternoon. As we told you, Terry Labonte and Ricky Rudd are two of those. Ward Burton has drifted back some spots also. Dave Marcus has lost about eight or ten positions. And Bobby Hamilton that Jim Phillips talked about there just a moment ago is also dropping back in the field. Field beginning to break up a little bit now early in the Daytona 500 as we're seeing those big packs of nose to tail working over into turn two. Top ten cars, Barney, have separated themselves from the rest of the field. Michael Waltrip on one end of the draft, followed by Dale Earnhardt Jr. bringing up the rear, John Andretti. One of the best battles on the racetrack back for the 11th position, brothers Kenny 
Kenny Wallace and Rusty Wallace. Kenny has the spot. Rusty's been trying to take it away. Kenny throws the block again on the super stretch and holds him off. And Kenny will grab a car length this time off the end of the back stretch. Rusty, though, having drafting help from teammate Ryan Newman. Also, Dale Jarrett coming into the mix. Those four cars racing single file off the corner. Kenny started in 18th this afternoon, is now running 11th. Rusty started 37th. He's now in the 12th position. That is a great rise from the rear of the field where he started this event. Let's follow the battle further back now as they head back up into turn number one. Ryan Newman, Dale Jarrett, and Matt Kenseth going at it for 13th and 14th. All three drivers holding single file for the moment, although now Ryan Newman will sneak a peek to the inside of Rusty Wallace as Rusty skates up the banking at the exit of turn two. Rusty Wallace has the 12th spot. Ryan Newman lies in 13th. Newman goes wide, saw an opening for a moment. Then he has to back away because Wallace is there to shut off the lane. He still has 12. This time, Rusty off the end of the back stretch will take the inside lane. Ryan Newman following in his tire tracks. Dale Jarrett losing a car length in the exchange, allowing Matt Kenseth and also Ward Burton to close in from the rear. Tell you what, Michael Waltrip and Dale Earnhardt Jr. have become the masters of the restrictor plate tracks in the last five or six races, both here and at Talladega. They're getting it done here this afternoon as they just work on each other, use the draft between the two of them to lead this field back over to turn two. For the moment, everybody seems to have settled down, holding single file formation through turns one and two. Back around the 10th, 11th, 12th positions. It continues to be Robbie Gordon, John Andretti, then the Wallace brothers. All of that traffic now beginning to hook up nose to tail with Kenny Wallace at the front of that line. He's in 11th. Now they are slowly beginning to close in on that lead pack of 10 cars. That lead pack led by Michael Walter brings the field back into turn three. Dale Earnhardt Jr., his Chevrolet glued to the inside of the racetrack. Kevin Harvick, Bobby Labonte, Sterling Bottom, the top five, all four. Jimmy Johnson continues to fall back through the field after starting on the bud pole here this afternoon. He was in 25th last time by. He's lost yet another six or seven positions on this last circuit. Michael Waltrip is the race leader at lap 20 with Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kevin Harvick, Bobby Labonte, and Sterling Marlin, the rest of the front five. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. First caution flag of the day is waving here at the Daytona International Speedway. The Budweiser Chevrolet of Dale Earnhardt Jr. cut down a right front tire. He's in front of Jim Phillips. He's got a lot of damage to the right side, Joe, especially the right front fender. Uh, got up in the wall over there. I can't see the right rear quarter panel, but uh, there's going to be suspension damage and sheet metal damage to Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s car, and it's going to take more than one stop to do it because I think uh, he's going to have problems with the brakes. Uh, the brake caliper, the uh, brake rotor will probably have to be replaced on his Chevrolet. 
He is still in the pits while the rest of the field peels off the racetrack and will now head to pit road, led by Michael Waltrip, Kevin Harvick, and the rest of the field as they get into their pits. Let's go down to Adam Alexander. Bobby Labonte is in. He came in running third. They go around working right side tires. It'll be a four-tire stop in gasoline. Also in Johnny Benson. Jeff Green is in. The singular wire is Chevrolet of Robbie Gordon, Ward Burton, and Todd Bodine. Let's go to the leader with Winston Kelly. Michael Waltrip's crew working on the right side of his machine. Now the left side. He's down and away. Kevin Harvick's going to beat him out. But Harvick now gets into the side of the number four car. Mike Skinner, just a little bit of contact, but that could mess up their aerodynamics. Kurt Busch overshot his pits. He had to back up. Cost him a lot of times. Kenny Wallace on pit road. A little bit of time. An air pressure adjustment there. Ricky Rudd slow getting out of the pits. Some problems there. So a lot of maneuvering here on the midsection of pit road. Now up to Jim Phillips. And a lot of problems down here, Weston, as far as traffic is concerned. Mike Wallace has made it into his pit. Ryan Newman's been in. Brett Bodine has been in. Robert Presley's been in. Bobby Hamilton's been in. They had to do a lot of chassis work there. Jamie Mayfield has been in the pits. Kyle Petty, Jeff Burton, all these uh, guys with the four tires and fuel. Kenny Schrader's been in the pits. Bill Elliott, John Andretti, and also Stacy Compton. And as we said, talk about some strange twists and turns in the Daytona 500. Already one of the favorites to win here this afternoon. Tony Stewart has gone to the garage, parked his machine for the day with an engine problem. Dale Earnhardt Jr. cuts down a tire going over into turns one and two and has done a lot of sheet metal damage to his car. He is back in the pits again. Back to Jim Phillips. And they're working on the right front, Barney. That's where all uh, of the effort is concentrated. I look at the rear end, and it looks like it is tracking okay. It's not been pushed over at all, so that's a plus for Dale Earnhardt Jr. When that happens, you've got loads of problems. So maybe it's more sheet metal than anything else. That's what they're working on, that right front fender of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s Chevrolet. Told you a moment ago also, Winston Kelly did, that Kevin Harvick had a little collision there on pit road with Mike Skinner. Could you tell how much damage was done to either one of those cars, Winston? It didn't look like much damage to the left side of Mike Skinner's machine. He was still sitting on pit road. They took the hood up on his car. He's got a motor problem as well. Kevin Harvey's coming back down pit road. And just where the front fender curls, just in front of the right front tire, as it curls to become the bumper section on the front of your passenger car, it's been mashed in. They're pulling it out back out right now. So could be a little bit of aerodynamic damage, but they're going to be able to bang it back out. The good news is there's no hole in this portion, so they're not going to have to duct tape it up to close up the air hole. There's problems again on Ricky Rudd's car. We mentioned that they had a little bit of problem getting out of pit road, so he's back down pit road. They're going to put the jack stands up under his machine. They're bringing Mike Skinner's back down pit road to determine what the uh, problem is underneath the hood of that machine. So a little bit of damage to the right front, just where it curls around from in front of the tire to where it curls around to the bumper section on Kevin Harvick's car. One of the strongest cars. Now three of the strongest cars have had early problems, Barn. And that, as we said, that's will certainly dim their chances to win the Daytona 500, although there's a lot of racing left yet. We've got 176 laps to go. Just 24 have been completed. I told you Dave Blaney had gone to the garage. He's brought the car back out. of some 13 laps down. There are more stops in front of Jim Phillips. Well, we got Mike Wallace back in, Joe. and they're, they're working at the dashboard of his car like you would on your family car, look, looking up over the steering wheel, trying to look uh, down behind in the gauges to see if there's a short in that area. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is back in the pit area. They're going to try to construct the right side to the air dam and, and try to make a makeshift fender so the air will flow over the nose of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s car. 
Also, Terry Labonte was in. They were under the hood of the Kellogg Chevrolet. We'll get more on that story in a moment as we work caution. And a new leader, Matt Kenseth, shows the way. Ken Schrader is second, John Andretti third, Ryan Newman fourth, and Sterling Marlin runs in fifth. We're about a half lap from going back under the green flag at the Daytona 500. We told you about problems for Terry Labonte. Jim Phillips, what's the story there? Well, first uh, of all, Joy was handling problems. They worked on that, but then when Dale Earnhardt Jr. hit the wall over there, he ran over some of that debris, so they came in and raised the hood just to make sure there was uh, none of the hoses were damaged on the car. Everything looked good under the hood for Terry Labonte, so he's A-OK. Ricky Rudd comes back in. They top off the fuel tank and we'll send him back onto the speedway. Mike Skinner is back in once again and will go back onto the racetrack. Not a good day for that team. They are having problems in the early going, along with several cars. Some of them are major, some of them are minor. Now, a moment ago, uh, the uh, car of Michael Waltrip came in leading. Michael comes out running 10th, all the way back to... to uh, 29th position right now goes Kevin Harvick. Of course, he was in that collision on pit road a minute ago with Mike Skinner, and he's made a couple of pit stops to kind of beat out some of the sheet metal and get the car a little bit more slippery as far as sliding through the air here, the aerodynamics so very important at Daytona. Pace car on pit road. We're going back to green as they come down to the line. Matt Kenseth leads them down. Kenny Schrader will restart second. Andretti third. Ryan Newman fourth. And Sterling Marlin fifth. Single file restart as they come up through the gearbox. Wind out the restrictor plate engines and head off to turn number one. See a couple of cars pulling out to pass back at the, about the 8th and ninth position in turn 1. Good break at the front of the pack for Matt Kenseth. He breaks away by a car length back around 8th place. The battle will be 2x2. Two two. Michael Waltrip punches a hole down to the inside of Jeff Gordon. Gordon's got some drafting help on the outside from Casey Atwood. Casey Atwood gives a push to Gordon moving on to the super stretch. Gordon now takes over that ninth position. Atwood tries to go to 10th. Further ahead the challenge is on for the lead. Here comes Ken Schrader rocketing by Matt Kenseth. Changes lanes. He will make that pass to the outside of the racetrack. Kent Schrader to the lead. John Andretti goes with him. He's going to try to take second, although Matt Kenseth now gets drafting help in the form of Sterling Marlin all four. So Schrader will take the top spot coming back down to the line and let them race behind him. Matt Kenseth trying to hold on to the second spot with John Andretti in the outside lane. Sterling Marlin and Ryan Newman they're stacked up side by side just behind for third and fourth. Matt Kenseth lost the lead, but he's not going to give up second without a fight. He battles back on the inside of Johnny Andretti. He's got a rear view mirror full of Sterling Marlin and Jerry Nadeau. By inches, it's Kenseth on the inside. Sterling Marlin trying to decide which way to go. He could go three wide. He decides against it. He settles back into the pocket, drops back several spots because Matt Kenseth lost some ground on the super stretch, headed for three. Now John Andretti will get a fender out in front. He momentarily grabs the second position, although now Kenseth regroups. Gets a boost from Sterling Marlin. Kenseth very strong down low. He'll poke his nose out in the that second spot. Same old story at Daytona when you come through three and four. If you can put your car at the bottom of the apron and hold it wide open through there, you can get away from somebody. Right now, they're still chasing Kenny Schrader. As Schrader looks in the rear view mirror, he sees door-to-door -door racing all the way back through about the top 15 spots, and he's got to love that. He's got a challenge for the lead now in two. Looks out the right side window, Barney, and he sees the Dodge beginning to move on the outside. John Andretti mounts a challenge for the lead to the Super Trek. With help in the form of Ryan Newman in the outside lane, here's Andretti up to put a fender alongside of Ken Schrader and moving by to take the lead. But Schrader begins to battle back toward the inside. Gets help from Sterling Marlin, who just made a three-wide move, hanging Matt Kenseth out in the middle. Wave bye-bye to Kenseth. Side-by-side -side for the lead. Schrader down low. Andretti up top off turn four. 
Dodge and Pontiac going at it side by side as they come back to the start finish line. Ken Schrader in the inside lane by inches in the outside. This time it's the Petty Dodge with John Andretti, but the battle's still on. Dead even going to turn one. Sterling Marlin down on the inside looking for room in the second row. He can't find room to race as the battle for the lead remains two abreast. It's Schrader by half a car length, then Andretti on the outside. Sterling Marlin and Ryan Newman in row two. Marlin in the third position toward the inside lane. He's sandwiched in between Ken Schrader and Jerry Nadeau. Nadeau now starts a three-wide move. Marlin has to come out of the pocket, move down to throw the block in three. So Nadeau has to stay in formation now. Matt Kenseth trying to regroup. He'll try to slide in behind Nadeau, although he's stuck in the inside lane. Robbie Gordon right in front of Kenseth tries to squeeze him down low. Great racing here at Daytona. About to put 31 laps on the scoreboard as they come back down to the line. Three wide in both ends of the racetrack over in one and two and three and four. Dale Jarrett this time gets out of that center lane, drops down to the bottom of the racetrack, going to try and get himself up in the top five. Let's see if he can pull it off in one. Fires out down to the inside. He will move underneath Matt Kenseth to pick up the number eight position at the front. They are still two abreast, battling hammer and tongs. Kenny Schrader, John Andretti. The tail end of the top ten, Bobby Labonte decides it's time to go. He's three wide on the super stretch. He drops all the way down next to the apron and tries to get alongside of Ricky Craven, but nothing doing there. He runs out of racing room. All the while, the race for the lead is side by side. Now here comes Casey Atwood. He wants to hang Robbie Gordon out to dry. Robbie in the middle. Casey up top. He's going to try to challenge inside the top ten. Atwood made it three wide in turn number three, going all the way up to the outside lane to try to gain some spots. It pays off as he comes back down to the line. He falls in behind Ryan Newman now. Newman hanging on to his position in the sixth spot. They'll work back up into turn number one, still double and three wide. The battle now side by side for the third position. John Andretti beginning to drop back. Jerry Nadeau moves underneath him to take the third spot, firing down to the inside. Here comes DJ for fourth. Dale Jarrett gets alongside of John Andretti, heading on to the super stretch, gets up with him. Now can he get by him? He needs help. He looks behind him. He has help in the form of Matt Kenseth. And finally, Robbie Gordon gets back in the line. Now they work off the end of the back straightaway. Ken Schrader leads. Sterling Marlin second. Here's the challenge for third. John Andretti opens the outside lane. He will rush up alongside Jerry Nadeau, racing for the third position. John rides real close to the wall, coming out of turn number four, trying to hold on to that third spot as they work down to the line, down to the inside goes Jerry Nadeau, and he's got Andretti by maybe a couple of feet. And folks, we're seeing something new here at Daytona. You see some three-wide racing here, but at Talladega, they stay three-wide all day long. They're beginning to do the same thing at this speedway, Dave Moody. They've begun to figure it out, Barney, that they can go three abreast all the way around. Mark Martin is making it work. He goes right up the middle on Ricky Craven and Bill Elliott to pick up the 15th spot. Tries to find a way now to shuffle back in the line up toward the front of the field. Jerry Nadeau solidifies the third spot, but the challenge is on behind him. John Andretti has the outside lane. He will race alongside Dale Jarrett. Jarrett occupying the inside lane, has drafting help from Matt Kenseth, while Andretti gets assistance from Ryan Newman off the corner. Breathtaking action going on in the first 33 laps of the 200 that make up the Daytona 500. Coming back to the line, it is Ken Schrader showing the way. Sterling Marlin is second, Jerry Nadeau third, Dale Jarrett fourth, and fifth is John Andretti. Back at the Daytona International Speedway, 63 laps complete. Kenny Schrader continues to do a magnificent job this afternoon. Jerry Nadeau, I think, might have surprised a few folks how strong he's run in the early going. He's never been shaken out of the top ten. He's right up there in second place, has threatened a couple of times to try and take the lead away from Schrader. Sterling Marlin still rides third, Ryan Newman's fourth, and Rusty Wallace is fifth. Let's get a report out of Kenny Schrader's pit. 
Jim Phillips. The screw chief is Newt Moore, and this is the first 500 that Kenny Schrader and Newt Moore have worked together, and uh, so far, so good, Newt. Well, we've, uh, MB2, MBV's built us a good race car out of our fab shops, and all of our guys have worked real hard, and uh, I think the 10's probably as good as we are if he just get up there with us and, and help us out, but the car's real good. Eminem's uh, Pontiac's running real well. Kenny's doing a great job. It's loose right now, probably loose by himself, so... If he could get in behind somebody, we'd probably be really good, but we like where we're at right now. Well, this is no fluke, though, because you were really strong on Thursday, too. Yeah, it's the same car, same setup. We got uh, one of Randy's motors in there, just as good as all of them are about the same. All their motor guys did a great job, so uh, it's a good car. We're going to try to stay here the rest of the day if it's possible. Well, he'd like to end up on Victory Lane of the Randy. He's talking about his Randy Dorton that builds engines for Hendrick Motorsports. i tell you one thing. If Kenny Schrader wins a Winston Cup race, particularly the Daytona 500, it'll take two weeks to get him back down to earth because he, he will pitch one party that'll last a long time. It has been quite a while since Ken Schrader found his way to Victory Lane. Dates back to 1991 at Dover Downs International Speedway. Good run today for Kevin Harvick, although Winston Kelly, he's had his problems in the early parts of this race. Yeah, Kevin Harvick had the problem on pit road. For those of you just joining us, uh, when he was leaving pit road, Mike Skinner was running behind him and about four pit stalls ahead of him as Skinner was coming into pit road. Harvick was leaving pit road. A little bit of contact there. Harvick started all the way back at the rear part of the pack, but he's worked his way up to the sixth position. So Kevin Hamlin told us he didn't think there was too much damage on the car. Kevin uh, Harvick is confirming that. One of the gentlemen who's going in the opposite direction is Jimmy Johnson with his crew chief, Chad Knauss. Chad, what's he saying about the car? He's falling back a little bit after starting on the bud pole. We're real tight right now. We're trying to get the car sorted out. We're going to make some adjustments to it on the next pit stop. We're just kind of biding our time. We don't want to take any chances on tearing up the race car, so we're just going to be real cautious and try to find a hole and then get it squared away. He's a little bit tight. He's falling back from the putt pole to the 17th position, but they're going to try to loosen the machine up. They should be coming in in about 15 more laps. He's done a good job here this afternoon. As he said, uh, he started on the bud pole. He knew he probably would not be a contender to win the race, although you never know. That's a strong car on a good team, but he knew he didn't have the experience that everybody else did. He's just out there learning right now, and he's still got a long ways to go, and should, if they're very get things squared away, I guess is what I'm trying to say, he could have a top 10 finish. But for Kenny Schrader, man, he's just having a great run right now. Some other drivers that are beginning to show up too, that started back toward the tail end of the field, Rusty Wallace is one of those. Rusty has a new crew chief this year in the form of Billy Wilburn, and the crew chief, Billy told me this morning, we may be a factor. They are. Let's get a report out of his pit. Well, Alexander's there. Yeah, Barney, they started back in the pack, but they made a run to the front, currently running in the top five. Bill Wilburn, the crew chief for Rusty Wallace, you guys have made up a lot of ground. What's he saying about the Ford Taurus? Well, right now we're a little bit too tight. Uh, we may have over, over uh, gone our boundaries in practice to try to tighten the car up, but we're running pretty good. Um, we're just going to see what we can do on this pit stop, put four tires and some gas and see if we can uh, you know, hold on to the draft for the rest of the day. Bill Wilburn told me moments ago they're probably going to make their next pit stop sometime in the next 10 to 12 laps. Also, his teammate Ryan Newman running up in the top five, another Ford, and three Fords of Jack Roush currently in the top 15. So if you're wondering if this latest rule change for the Fords paid off, I don't think there's any question. Several Fords running up front here this afternoon at Daytona. 
But the Pontiac of Ken Schrader right now continues to be the man in charge. Jerry Nadeau's Chevy just behind him. Sterling Marlins Dodge, then the Ford of Ryan Newman and his teammate Rusty Wallace. They're in turn one. If it was parody NASCAR was looking for, they've certainly got it in the lead draft. Pontiac continues to show the way. Jerry Nadeau's Chevrolet in second, followed by the Dodge of Sterling Marlin. Then the Ford of Ryan Newman, followed by Rusty Wallace and Bobby Labonte. Further back, a battle shaping up for the eighth position. Jeff Gordon has the spot. John Andretti has thought about a move around Gordon a couple of times. For now, he just follows the tire tracks. Andretti has tested those waters a time or two, but for now, Andretti will lose a car length as now the leaders begin to lap the tail end of the field. Ken Schrader high up against the ball, trying to bypass Mike Skinner. Hey, watching Ken Schrader come off turn number four and watching him run through three and four, he's got a race car that he can put at the bottom of the racetrack. He's put on a couple of blocks at the bottom. He's been able to move right up in that center groove and chop off any charge to take that lead away. Got a good, solid car. He's heading for two. Lead draft hits turn number one with uh, Schrader leading the pack. Bobby Labonte, kind of a man without a country right now. He's running in the sixth position. He's a good ways behind that lead draft, and he's got nobody in the rearview mirror either. Labonte has to go wide to get around the lapped car of Mike Skinner. He clears him, now sets his sights on fifth place Rusty Wallace, but Labonte has a good four car lengths before he catches him. And Rusty Wallace now has lost a couple of car lengths to the driver in the fourth spot, Ryan Newman. Rusty changes lanes, drops down to the inside of the racetrack, trying to get a hold of that lead draft off the turn. Yeah, the front four cars are starting to get away from Rusty Wallace, Ken Schrader, Jerry Nadeau, Sterling Marlin, and Ryan Newman. Six lead changes among five drivers so far here this afternoon. Ken Schrader, the race leader, has uh, been leading since uh, back on lap number 31. We've only had one caution flag to wave today. That was on lap 22 when Dale Earnhardt Jr. hit the wall after cutting a tire. Earnhardt Jr. has rallied back. He's now shown in the 10th position. Top 10 is Ken Schrader, Jerry Nadeau, Sterling Marlin, Ryan Newman, and Rusty Wallace. Bobby Labonte runs 6th. Kevin Harvick is 7th. Jeff Gordon, 8th. John Andretti, 9th. And Earnhardt Jr. is now running in 10th. Back at Daytona, 73 of 200 laps are complete in the 44th running of the Daytona 500. And it's getting a little bit hairy up front. The leaders have caught some traffic, now working up into turn one. Kenny Schrader has made his way around that pack of lap cars that included Stacy Compton, Dave Marcus, and Shauna Robinson. He's still got Jerry Nadeau right in his rearview mirror, then the lap car of Robinson. Nadeau has matched every move of race leader Ken Schrader. Further back, Sterling Marlin still mired in traffic. He takes a look down to the inside of Shauna Robinson's car. Cannot make the move yet. Then here comes a challenge for the fourth spot. Rusty Wallace opens the inside lane off the end of the back straightaway. Will bypass teammate Ryan Newman slide up the racetrack. Newman changes lanes, tries to counterattack, but Bobby Labonte is to the bottom and trying to pass the both of them. Bobby Labonte has got a very strong race car. He's just kind of been a non-factor, so to speak, as far as jumping right up there and challenging for the lead, but one by one, he's been knocking them off as we're beginning to see some pit stops, including the leader, Ken Schrader. Schrader peels off on pit road, brings his M&M machine to the attention of his crew. Johnny Benson is in right now. Let's go down to Adam Alexander. They're going to go to work on the right side, Barney. It's going to be routine service for the Valvoline Pontiac Grand Prix. Two tires on the right side. They swing around to the left side now. First can of 76 racing gasoline is in. They apply the second now. Four tires for Bobby Le- or for uh, Johnny Benson. Now let's go down with Ken Schrader and Jim Phillips. Left side tires are going on right now, Adam. His car was loose, as Newt Moore told us. They uh, t- tightened it up just a little bit. He was claiming uh, a little bit earlier about the windshield being pushed in just a little bit, but it hasn't hurt him so far. Robert Presley's in the pits right now. He's getting service. Left side tires going on his Dodge. 
Should see more pit stops coming up, and these will be green flag stops very likely. Here comes Rusty Wallace into his pit. Let's go back to pit road. As we heard a minute ago from Bill Wilburn, the Miller Knight Ford running a little bit tight. It's going to be a four-tire stop for them. They go around to the right side, also making a slight chassis adjustment. A good stop going. Already working left side tires. A couple of cans of 76 racing gasoline. Rusty Wallace started in the back. He's made his way into the top five. Good stop. He's down and away. So Rusty Wallace uh, gets a service on his machine. Now it is Sterling Marlin who's taken over the lead after that last uh, pass by the start-finish line. Nadu falls back to the second spot. Should see some more stops coming up as the field works off turn four, heads back to the entrance of Pitt Road. So those stops beginning on uh, lap number 75 when Ken Schrader was the first to come down and make his stop. Here is John Andretti coming off the banking of turn four in the Petty Dodge, slowing down now to uh, Pitt Road speed to make his stop at lap number 77. Behind him, several more cars coming down. Terry Labonte, Jeff Green is there among others. Let's follow the stop of John Andretti now as he heads down to Jim Phillips. Here comes John Andretti with his Dodge. He peels into the pit lane. Nice smooth stop. Been up front uh, most all day long. Right side tires going on. Looks routine from here so far. Second can of fuel is uh, going in right now. They jack it up on the left side. So John Andretti get full service now to Winston Kelly. John, uh, Jimmy Johnson on pit road. They're going to go up three rounds on the track bar to try to loosen him up. Same thing, a chassis adjustment, but this one with wedge for teammate Terry Labonte. That's both of them down and away. Four tires in fuel. Joe, you mentioned the fact that Jerry Nadeau fell in line behind the car of Sterling Marlin. That was intentional. Tony Furr, his crew chief, suggested he do that to get better fuel mileage, but now he goes for the lead in front of Dave Moody. Down to the inside, Jerry Nadeau makes the move on the bottom of the racetrack, moves underneath Rusty Wallace. He's got Ryan Newman right behind him. Nadeau goes to the point. Here's Nadeau. He has to change lanes quickly, get around to the outside of the lapped car of Shauna Robinson. Now he is pinned back behind traffic on the super stretch. Nadeau has Rusty Wallace behind him and then Ryan Newman and Jeff Gordon. Gordon's on the move. He opens the inside lane, shuffles Sterling Marlin to the outside. So Gordon will grab the spot. That's Jeff. Also with drafting help from Mark Martin. Martin goes by Sterling as everyone steamrolls off turn four. Looking to see who might pull out of that pack of traffic and ease onto pit road. And this time I believe everybody up in the lead pack is going to stay there. Jerry Nadeau, the leader, Sterling Marlin well, second. Well, he has lost that, as we said a moment ago, dropping off to save some fuel. Ryan Newman moves into the number two spot. We had a few pit stops a moment ago in front of Jim Phillips. Yes, we did, Barney. Teammates, as a matter of fact, Bill Elliott and Jeremy Mayfield were in. It was routine four tires and fuel lap 78. Also uh, in Casey Atwood for service. And here's Kyle Petty peeling into his uh, pit stall for service. A little hot, but he uh, Kyle gets her stopped, and he's in there getting service right now. More action on pit road in front of Adam Alexander. It's going to be a chassis adjustment to loosen up the singular wireless Chevrolet of Robbie Gordon. He kills it. Now they get it going. He fires it. He's away. Four tires and 76 racing gasoline. Also in at lap 79, Ricky Craven, the tied Ford, making a chassis adjustment. They get four tires and a couple of cans of 76 racing fuel. Green. Change up front. Uh, Sterling Marlin takes over. It's now Jerry Nadeau comes off the banking. He, Ryan Newman, Jeff Gordon come in along with Kevin Harvick. Ward Burton is in. Michael Walter will make a stop all at lap number 80 along with Stacy Compton, Ricky Rudd and Kenny Wallace. Let's go to Winston Kelly. Jerry Nadeau's crew working on the right side of his car. Tony Furr tells us it's very good. He's happy with it. Just behind him, the Ricky Rudd machine. Then Kenny Wallace. They're going to make a track bar adjustment there. Kevin Harvick on pit road. Just in front of him is the Michael Waltrip machine. All these cars getting four tires. And Phil, the other Hendrick machine of Jeff Gordon pulls out. It's going to be a drag race between Gordon and Nadeau leaving pit road. 
Jim Phillips. And we have in down here, we got uh, Brett Bodine also. Uh, one of the young guys up, been up front all day is Ryan Newman. He's got he's down the way. Bobby Hamilton's uh, in for service. He's got his service, and he is down and away. Couldn't really tell a moment ago. Shauna Robinson dropped off the pace off turn number two down the back straightaway, down on the apron of the racetrack. Whether she might have run out of fuel or had some other problem, she is in the pits right now. And these are scheduled pit stops. They're coming under green flag conditions. We're at lap 81 right now. Dale Hart Jr. is in once again in front of Jim Phillips. And this time they're going to make a chassis adjustment on this Chevrolet Joe. Uh, they're changing right side tires at, uh, with a green flag stop. They won't have uh, time to work on that right front fender anymore, but they do make a chassis adjustment. They're changing left side tires right now. The second can of fuel is in, and also in the pits for a long time is Stacy Compton. Further up pit road, Joe Nemechek is in with a stop uh, here at lap number 81 as just about everybody has completed their service. Here now, the uh, car of Sterling Marlin coming in, giving up the lead on lap number 81. He will make his stop along with Dale Jarrett. The car of Bobby Labonte is in and even more cars. Here comes Elliot Sadler and uh, further down the pit lane, uh, other cars as well. Let's go back to Winston Kelly. Marlin in front of uh, Dale Jarrett, the silver Dodge in front of the brown and white Ford. All the crews now wheeling around to the left side of the machine. Don't see any visible chassis adjustment. Sterling Marlin's been very happy with his car. Dale Jarrett just a tick tight, so a very slight chassis adjustment there. Both of them down and away simultaneously. Pit stops in just under 20 seconds. A couple more cars were in front of Adam Alexander. We had Bobby Labonte down here. It's four tires, 76 racing gasoline. Matt Kenseth was in. Also went Elliott Sadler and Mark Martin, all getting four tires and fuel. And we have caution on the speedway. A car has stalled over in turn number four in front of Mike Bagley. It's Dave Marcus the car barely creeping, maybe one, two, maybe even five miles an hour, trying to limp it back to the pit lane. But Dave Marcus is off the pace and almost stalled out here in turn four. Marcus might have stayed out there a little bit too long and run himself out of fuel. We'll find out when they finally get it into the pits. We can get a report there. 83 laps on the scoreboard under caution for the second time this afternoon for Dave Marcus' stall car up on the apron of turn four. Getting ready to go back to green flag. In fact, the green flag is in the air. Bobby Lamotti, the leader, leads Mark Martin, Sterling Marlin, Dale Jarrett, and Elliott Center. They go for turn one. Good jump by Bobby Labonte getting around the outside of the lap car of Ricky Craven who restarted on the inside of row one. Labonte breaks it free into the open air. He's got Mark Martin right behind him. Sterling Marlin rides in third, then fourth on the outside. Dale Jarrett followed by Elliot Sadler. Sterling Marlin and Dale Jarrett now trying to free themselves of lap traffic heading on to the super stretch and now a challenge for the top spot. In fact, they're stacked up three wide for the lead. Mark Martin to the inside. Bobby Labonte between cars but Sterling Marlin goes to the point. And Marlin will take the lead, brings Dale Jarrett with him. Here comes Elliot Sadler. He will go by. He'll grab third. Drivers changing lanes, shutting off the advance. The front three dropped down to the bottom. It's not Mark Martin's down there with his teammate, Matt Kenseth. Here comes Sterling Marlin back to the line to pick up the lead on lap number 88 with Dale Jarrett in second and Elliot Sadler, who started at the rear of the field, now running in third. They're shuffling further back with Mark Martin, Matt Kenseth, and Rusty Wallace from fourth on back. Martin down low, Kenseth up high as the two teammates battle for the number four position. The advantage for the moment goes to Mark Martin, but he's got no drafting help to go with him. Kenseth has three cars in his rearview mirror. Rusty Wallace, the first of those cars lined up behind Matt Kenseth. Mark Martin still trapped down to the inside. Absolutely no one to help him. He gets back in line. As he does, here comes Ryan Newman. Matt Kenseth will go to fourth. Rusty Wallace goes to fifth. Ryan Newman goes to sixth. Martin in the outside lane and going backwards. Here's Ricky Rudd. He'll get by Martin. Now Kevin Harvick moves up to challenge Mark Martin. Okay, 
you what, they had some furious racing for the last two laps. Bobby Labonte had the lead when he came by last time. He'd gone all the way back to ninth position. That's how hard they're shuffling around out there. Two and three wide. Leader now, Sterling Marlin, Dale Jarrett second. Elliot Sadler's in the hunt all of a sudden. He is third. Matt Kenseth is fourth. And Rusty Wallace hangs in there in fifth. They're in turn two. Kenseth trying to close ground on the back bumper of the Elliott Sadler machine. He leads Rusty Wallace to the point as they head for the front. Matt Kenseth slides down out of the line. Now he decides to change lanes, get back up with the lead formation. Everyone lining up behind Sterling Marlin. His dodge shows the way over Dale Jarrett's Ford. Dale Jarrett waiting to see which lane will open up. The bottom one won't because Sterling is glued right down there. Jarrett now comes up off the bottom about a half groove. Elliott Sadler there. Matt Kenseth goes to the inside to challenge for third. Matt's going to try to make the move and hope to get some drafting help as they come back down to the line. He will in the form of Rusty Wallace. He goes after Elliott Sadler and Kenseth now will pick off the third position. Let's see if he can hang on to it in turn one. Elliott Sadler now all by himself in that outside lane going backward like a rock. Here comes Rusty Wallace to the outside for third. He'll challenge on Matt Kenseth. Rusty with plenty of horsepower, plenty of momentum. He'll take third on the outside. Ricky Rudd moves into the picture as well. He moves down to the apron of the racetrack. Thought about a three-wide move. He had it going, but then Kenseth threw the block. Rudd now has to get back in the line, but he still works the lower lane of traffic. Rusty Wallace had drafting help. That has gone away, allowing Matt Kenseth to rush up alongside him and challenge for third. Matter of fact, Kenseth will take third. Here's Ricky Rudd on the move down low of Rusty Wallace. They're racing for fourth. Ford's working together at the front of the field, trying to take the lead away from Sterling Marlin, who rides in the lone dodge at the front of the pack for the moment. Again, they go single file among the front three, go back into turn number one, two wide, and about to get three wide from third place on back in turn two. Ricky Rudd down on the bottom of the racetrack. He will challenge now on Rusty Wallace. That's the side-by-side battle for the number four position. Another car length back. It's Kevin Harvick down on the inside of Ryan Newman. Kevin Harvick lines up behind Ricky Rudd toward the bottom lane of the super stretch. Everyone still chasing after Sterling Marlin. Matt Kenseth again has to do some creative driving to block off the lane to hang on to third. And so far, so good for Kenseth. He will hold off the advance of Ricky Rudd now. Rudd down on the inside of Rusty Wallace. Behind those two drivers, Harvick to the inside of Ryan Newman. It's a long jam from fourth on back off four. Rusty Wallace working the outside lane, hoping for some help from his teammate, Ryan Newman. Newman right up behind him, but kind of losing sight of Rusty Wallace. He's pulling away by himself. He's strong up in the outside lane there, Dave Moody. He is indeed strong. He can get it done by himself for a short period of time, but nobody can do it for long. He's got some drafting help now from his teammate, Ryan Newman. Right behind Newman comes Elliott Sadler, and they've got it working in that outside lane. This is going on from fifth position on back. Rusty Wallace better hope it continues to work for him. He still has a challenge. Kevin Harvick is there to his inside. Chevy Ford battle continues for the fifth position in the corner. Now the Chevy will lose out as Rusty Wallace will grab the spot. Now going to change lanes, climb the banking, and now challenge Ricky Rudd for fourth. Side by side again. Rusty Wallace outside. Ricky Rudd inside. Hard as it's been going out at the front of the field to find out who leads or runs in the top four, it's been just as intense from about eighth and ninth place on back. Michael Waltrip is ninth. Jeremy Mayfield, Kurt Busch, Ward Burton, Todd Bodine and Bobby Labonte all having their own scramble back there as they go over to turn two. And there's not a driver on that list, Marty, that's had the same position for two corners in a row. They're three wide right now. Michael Waltrip on the bottom. J-
Jeff Gordon in the middle. Ward Burton trying to slide up the outside lane. Gordon is in the middle of that three-wide sandwich. He desperately wants to scramble back up in a line in the outside lane of the super stretch. He can't do it. Now here's Mike Wallace giving Gordon a shove from behind. And now Gordon can pick the lane. He's going to choose the low one. Now he'll change lanes, go up top. Can't do that either. The lane is blocked. Gordon still stuck in the middle, watching all this two-by-two by racing in front of him. Jeff Gordon is now riding back in the 13th position. Actually, a little further back. He's trying to pick up some ground here and catch up with the front part of the field. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. coming off the banking wide open across the grass here on the apron of the racetrack. A problem with the Budweiser Chevrolet. He cuts across the grass, keeps the car going in the right direction, but there is a problem again for Dale Earnhardt Jr. The field works off turn two. Sterling Marlin, the race leader, he drags the field onto the super stretch. Matt Kenseth, the first driver to pop out of line. He's still in third. Trying to grab second away from Dale Jarrett. He cannot complete the pass. He's got Kevin Harvick and Rusty Wallace closing in. Now Rusty Wallace again climbs the banking. Has drafting help from Ricky Rudd. Rudd falls in behind Wallace. That'll give Rusty the third position, or at least race alongside Matt Kenseth. Earnhardt Jr. problems a moment ago. Big piece of debris came off the car as he began to fishtail off turn four. Come down across the grass, and we thought he might have lost his brakes there and just put it out on the grass to slow it down a wee bit and right, instead of getting back up in traffic and maybe causing a big pileup. Let's go to pit road. It was the right rear tire that blew on Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s car, Barney, and a miraculous job of keeping the car straight as he's steamed across that grass wide open. Kept in one piece, didn't get into anybody else, and didn't hit the wall, but it's brought out the yellow flag for the third time this afternoon. We are under caution at lap 95. Pace cars on pit road. We're about to go back to green. We'll do it at lap 99, one lap shy of the halfway point of the Daytona 500. Sterling Marlin, the leader, stayed on the racetrack along with Ricky Rudd, and they shuffle off to turn number one. Quite a bit of, well, not a lot of lap cars, about four down to the inside of the outside row, which is on the lead lap as they go to one. Lap cars will not provide a problem for the lead pair as they get a good jump and get out around Shauna Robinson and Ricky Craven. Not so good news for Mark Martin. He gets trapped behind both of those cars. He'll go to the outside of Robinson as they hit the exit turn two. And there's trouble in turn one. One car spinning down onto the banking, running very slowly. It's the Brett Bodine automobile. Everybody else scrambling to get around. Caution flag comes out once again, just as we got the green flag to get it going. On lap number 99, Brett Bodine involved with several other cars that spun going into turn number one. And Jim Phillips, this is not the first of Brett Bodine's problems on this day. That's exactly right, Joe. As we uh, pointed out many times, uh, the Daytona happenings happen every 10 or 15 minutes just before the race. Uh, his crew chief, Mike Kilman, said this would be his last race with that team. He's moving over to the A.J. Foyt team next week. So Brett Bodine's problems continue. He had worked his way up into the top 15 or so, was doing pretty well, but now having a problem was like a little bump he got by uh, uh, virtue of the replay. Kenny Wallace involved there. Tapped the car, turned it completely around. Several cars made some great moves, Barney, to get by Brett Bodine's machine. It looks like the damage may be minimal for him. Yeah, you got a tap from the rear end, and it looked like, as you said, Kenny Wallace might have bumped him there. Traffic was kind of backing up a little bit in that corner, but it turns him around. We could have had collected a lot more than we did. Here is Brett coming out of pit road. We take a look at the machine see a little bent up sheet metal here and there as he heads down to his pit we'll follow him in, the, in there and see what they will have to do to that car to get him to continue he heads down toward jim phillips and uh, here he comes uh, slowly in let's see what kind of damage he's got first party something a little bit to the front air dam doesn't look too bad uh, a little bit to the left corner there and they're going to get uh, two tires they start off and now they might swing around and get four let's see how much time they've got yeah they're going to get four barney so four tires for brett bodine of course he flat spotted those tires when he made that spin over there 
Brett Bodine, one of the independent drivers who's trying to hang on, keep his team together, and land some sponsorship to, to be able to continue the rest of the season. We had a long talk with him in the garage area the other day. He said, if you guys talk about me on Sunday, let everybody know that we are looking for sponsorship for the 2002 season. We've just crossed the halfway point. 100 laps are complete in the Daytona 500. As I said, we just passed the halfway point. 101 laps are on the board. We're under caution here for the third time this afternoon when Brett Bodine had a problem down in turn number one, got tapped from the rear, appeared to be Kenny Wallace kind of tagging him just a little bit, spun him around. He's been on the pit road a couple of times, but he is going to be able to continue. And as the field comes down to the line, they're about to see the indication. One more lap, and we will go back to green flag racing. Sterling Marlin sits at the head of the class. And Joe, some of the guys talked uh, all week long that if you are the leader, you're awfully hard to pass. We've seen that all day. Kenny Schrader led a great deal of this thing. Took a, a lot of heat up there from some the best cars in the business. Couldn't get around him. And now Sterling's been out there for a while. Doesn't seem like anybody's going to be able to get around him, at least here for a few minutes. Before this year, it seemed like if you were leading the pack, you were the sitting duck. It was just a matter of waiting until someone got by. But what we've seen all throughout Speed Weeks is the fact that if you're up front, it's almost like you're unbeatable, particularly if you can't get anybody to go with you. And a lot of times that's what happens if another driver steps out of line and tries to make the move. Field circulates under the caution flag. Let's give you a full field rundown here at lap 102, just past the halfway point in the 44th running of the Daytona 500. Sterling Marlin is the race leader. Ricky Rudd is now shown in second. Mark Martin is third. Jeff Gordon fourth. And Matt Kenseth is running in fifth. Sixth is Kurt Busch. Seventh is Ryan Newman. Robbie Gordon is running in eighth with Ward Burton ninth and Todd Bodine tenth. Bobby Labonte is eleventh. Twelfth is Dale Jarrett. Thirteenth is Michael Waltrip. Fourteenth is Rusty Wallace. And running 15th is Kevin Harvick. Elliott Sadler up to 16th now. Kenny Wallace is 17th. Casey Atwood is 18th. Jeremy Mayfield 19th. And Jeff Green is in 20th. Jeffrey Bodine shown in 21st now with John Andretti 22nd. Jerry Nadeau 23rd. Bill Elliott 24th. And Jimmy Johnson, the pole sitter, is now running 25th. 26th is Bobby Hamilton. Kyle Petty is 27th. Ken Schrader is 28th. Terry Labonte 29th. And Joe Nemechek is 30th. 31st is Jeff Burton. 32nd now is Brett Bodine. And 33rd is Johnny Benson. Those are the cars on the lead lap. 34th and one lap down is Ricky Craven. Robert Presley is 35th. Shauna Robinson is three laps down. She's 36th. Mike Skinner is 37th. Matter of fact, Skinner's gone behind the wall now. Mike Wallace is shown in 38th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 39th. Dave Blaney is 40th. Stacy Compton 41st. Dave Marcus and Tony Stewart are behind the wall. Pace car is easing onto pit road. Field comes down to the line looking for the green flag. It goes in the air and Sterling Marlin sets sail heading for turn number one. Right behind him, hanging on to him, is Ricky Rudd in second place. Mark Martin up there in third. They won't, Sterling, I thought, was going to pull away for a second. Not going to be the case. The three Fords right behind him hang with him to turn two. Marlon once again quickly disposes of the Ricky Craven car to his left, but Ricky Rudd just a couple of car lengths back as they come up to speed on the banking. Then right behind him, it's Mark Martin, followed by Jeff Gordon and Matt Kenseth. Mark Martin one more time is mired in a lot of traffic heading on to the super stretch. He stays toward the outside lane with the rest of the lead pack all moving around to the outside of Ricky Craven's left car and also the machine of Shauna Robinson. So now the front three have broken free and clear of the lap traffic although now Mark Martin slides up the racetrack the inside lane is open up and here comes the lap traffic down to the inside Ricky Craven gets a fender out in front and tries to bypass Mark Martin off turn four. 
Craven trying to get back on the tail end of the lead lap as the field comes charging back to the field. He's got some work to do, though, because Sterling Marlin and Ricky Rudder pulling away. They've got about a three- or four-car-length gap back to the third-place car of Mark Martin. Mar- uh, Marlin and Rudd with some open air trying to get away from Mark Martin, but it doesn't look like they're going to do it as Mark closes in right on the back bumper of the Ricky Rudd machine. Rudd skates up the banking a bit. That lets Marlin get away. Marlin now scoots onto the super stretch, tries to break away from Rudd by a couple of car lengths, although Ricky now has more help from Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon, also Matt Kenseth. This time, Ricky Rudd right behind the leader. Dodge four. Ford and Ford off the end of the back straightaway. Behind them, Jeff Gordon takes a different lane. He goes up the racetrack while the leaders are glued at the bottom. Jeff Gordon in fourth trying to get some drafting help. He gets it from Matt Kenson. Did he get enough to get up there and maybe challenge for the lead? Here they come down to the line. 105 laps to go onto the scoreboard. The first half of the Daytona 500, you couldn't ask for any more excitement. No reason to think the second half is not going to be the same way. The hard racing now from fourth place back. Jeff Gordon, Matt Kenseth, Kurt Busch, Ryan Newman. They're at it in one. Kurt Busch tucked right up under the rear spoiler of Matt Kenseth as he dogs him for the number five position. Kenseth gets away a bit at the exit of two to the back straightaway. That pack of traffic working around to the outside of Ricky Craven's lapped car. Kenseth has cleared that machine. So has Bush. Then Ryan Newman, who feels a challenge from Robbie Gordon, just inches from his back bumper. Robbie Gordon tries to open up the inside lane, does not do it off the end of the back stretch. Now the leaders, the front five, maybe six cars, change lanes, drops all the way to the bottom of the track, led by Sterling Merlin off turn four. No one dare step out of line because you know you're going to lose if no one goes with you. They stay nose to tail. Tightly packed coming back down to the line. Only cars out of line, those not on the lead lap. And that starts where Robbie Gordon rides back in eighth on back. Gordon trying to make his way around the slower car of Shauna Robinson. Shauna showing some pretty good speed right here despite being three laps down. We'll drive underneath him. That'll open up the door. Moving alongside is Robert Presley. He'll go underneath Gordon. Robbie Gordon has the eighth position. Then behind him, the rest of the lead packed throughout the top ten, including Ward Burton in ninth, although Rusty Wallace just bypassed him, opening the door for Michael Waltrip. Rusty Wallace down to the inside, up alongside Robbie Gordon as Gordon is losing ground in the in the high lane. Here's Rusty Wallace behind the lap car of Shauna Robinson, boxed in traffic momentarily off the corner. Yeah, Rusty's been a little frustrated the last two or three laps. He's back there in some of the traffic that is kind of holding him up. He's nowhere to go down to the inside of the racetrack. They've been running too wide the place he is in this pack of traffic for the last couple of laps around, and he can't break free of it as they go back to turn number one. Nothing much for Rusty to do but just ride along, wait for that log jam to break, and try and fight his way out of the pack. One car skating high, Robert Presley. Rusty will dive underneath him. He will pick up a spot. Rusty Wallace up to the eighth position. He's right behind Ryan Newman, the teammate who's in the seventh spot. Newman now tries to scramble to get back up in the line. He's losing contact with the lead pack of cars. But he is gaining contact with Rusty Wallace. Wallace now pulls upon the rear deck lid of Ryan Newman. Behind Rusty, you've got Michael Waltrip, also Kevin Harvick, and Elliot Sattler all to the inside of the track in four. Six cars trying to run away and leave them all. Sterling Marlin, Ricky Rudd, Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon, Matt Kenseth, and Kurt Busch. That is the front six here with 93 laps to go in the Daytona 500. Sterling Marlin, after winning two Daytona 500s, wants to put another one in the book beside his name. He leads the pack to turn three. But Matt Kenseth, the driver on the move, he's back in the fourth position in the corner. Working the inside lane, Matt Kenseth trying to break free and clear of some stacked-up traffic behind. Kurt Busch there now rallies in behind Kenseth. Rusty Wallace has been shuffled to the high lane up alongside Busch off four. It's been interesting this race has. has been good competition at the front for the lead, although nobody's been able to take it away that much. For second place on back, it's been furious 
racing as it has for the lead. Right now, Sterling Marlin simply refuses to give it up, but it's been an interesting day, Moody, to watch some of these cars work from the back to the front, like Elliot Sadler, who's been in and out up there at the front of the field. So has Ryan Newman, Todd Bodine, a half a dozen other cars. Well, there's definitely been no problem playing the yo-yo game here today, Barney. Michael Waltrip, another one that's been to the back of the pack. He's on the comeback trail, diving to the inside for fourth place. He's going to pick up some help there from Kevin Harvick. Here comes Michael Waltrip. He tried to get fourth. All of a sudden, he's sliding backwards. The help he got wasn't enough because the help that Kurt Busch got on the outside lane was even more. Busch now riding in the fifth position. Side by side for sixth. Michael Waltrip at the bottom. Rusty Wallace up top. Michael trying to rally and make something happen for DEI as they come back down to the line, but can't get enough help. That outside line holds about 15 cars. There's only about three working the inside line behind him, but he's still sticking it down to the low side of the track. Michael Waltrip just doing all he can down on the bottom of the racetrack, trying to make as much ground as possible. He's got drafting help from Kevin Harvick right behind Harvick as they come off the corner of the Todd Bodine machine, and Waltrip making the move. Rusty Wallace stacks up to their outside. Jeff Gordon trying to get Wallace some assistance on the super stretch with Michael Waltrip still working off to their left side. Here's Michael Waltrip alongside of Rusty Wallace. Side by side for the sixth position now. Waltrip to the inside. No drafting help in the immediate area around him. Kevin Harvick has faded off the back bumper. Meanwhile, Rusty Wallace has help in the form of Jeff Gordon. Now, this is the part of the race where if you've got a race car, you know you can run up in the top five or six and have a shot at the Daytona 500. You don't want to make any foolish moves. Press the issue, so to speak. Put a wrinkle in it. Mess it up aerodynamically. There's a half a dozen cars, maybe more than that, that fit that bill. They go back to turn one. Yeah, Barney, and I think definitely Michael Waltrip is one of them. We saw a moment ago he got in a position where he could have pressed the point and taking the chance. He elected not to do it. Dropped back a handful of spots, but he's on the charge again down low, going for seven. Challenging Jeff Gordon for that seventh position, heading off the end of the backstretch. Jeff Gordon looks behind him. He has help in the form of Ryan Newman coming back into turn number three. A couple of Chevrolets side by side for the seventh spot. For now, Waltrip gets the fender out in front. He gets the boost for Kevin Harvick. Matter of fact, Michael Waltrip's going to grab the seventh spot. Harvick now up alongside Gordon for eighth. Jeff Gordon riding along in the eighth position, trying to hang on to what he has there. Ryan Newman coming after them, along with Kevin Harvick also in that mix. Newman works the outside lane, trying to push Jeff Gordon along. That race continues now, going for eighth into turn one. It's a two-man dance up high right down. Jeff Gordon, Ryan Newman, although Jerry, Jerry Nadeau pedaling hard in that outside lane, trying to get up and join that battle, along with Robert Presley. They make it a four-car outside line off two. Kevin Harvick dives down low, gets up alongside of Jeff Gordon, trying to wrestle away the eighth position. Now he lines up in the lower lane behind Michael Waltrip. All of this going on behind Rusty Wallace. Two by two, eighth on back. Kevin Harvick, also the car of Todd Bodine in the inside lane. Jeff Gordon, Ryan Newman in the outside lane. Behind them, again, traffic stacks up. Ward Burton, also Jerry Nadeau side by side. They join the fray as well. There are still 33 cars on the lead lap, and we're past the halfway point. 116 of the 200 laps are complete. That'll give us 83 to go as they swing across and put 170 on the board, but Sterling Marlin's doing a great job of keeping everybody else behind him. Back to two. Side-by-side -side battle closest to the front is for the eighth position where Kevin Harvick working hard on the downside of the racetrack. He goes after Jeff Gordon, puts a nose in front off two. A couple of Chevrolets involved in that struggle. Here's Jeff Gordon up next to the outside wall. Has to get in line behind Michael Waltrip. The benefit for Gordon is the fact he'll be able to hold off the charge of Harvick. So now Jeff Gordon will ride in the eighth position. Harvick changes lane, seals off the advance from Ryan Newman, put Harvick in ninth, Ryan Newman in tenth. Now they thin out single file, Jerry Nadeau and Todd Bodine get in line all four. 
The 44th running of the Daytona 500 underway here at the World Center of Racing, the Daytona International Speedway, a beautiful Sunday afternoon to kick off this 2002 NASCAR Winston Cup season. I'm Joe Moore along with Barney Hall, Dave Moody, Kurt Becker, and Mike Bagley covering the action for us in the turns today. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Adam Alexander patrolling the pit road. We've had 14 lead changes among 10 drivers, still with 82 laps to go. Caution flags have waved four times so far today. Sterling Marlin is the race leader, last took over on Lap number 88, and here at 119, he's in command, but Mark Martin has now moved up to take over second. Ricky Rudd is third, Matt Kenseth fourth, and fifth is Kurt Busch. The Fords are coming on strong here, Barney. Yeah, they're looking good. Uh, just before the halfway mark came up, they started moving up through the field, slowly but surely got up there. Now there's about five or six up in the top ten. If you're wondering why we're not talking about Tony Stewart, Tony didn't last very long in the 500. He went out, lost an engine on about the second lap, took it to the garage, and he has parked it for the day. Dave Marcus also has had some problems, and Dave ran 79 laps of the 119 that we've got on the board, and he is in the garage area. Dale Earnhardt Jr. had been a factor for a while, but he cut a couple of tires down, did some damage to the body of the car, and he is back out there. They've made a lot of repairs on the machine in the garage area and sent him back out, but Earnhardt Jr. is back in 39th position with uh, some eight or nine laps down to the leaders. Sterling Marlin leads, Mark Martin second, Matt Kenseth is third, Kurt Busch is fourth, and Michael Waltrip's up to fifth. Sterling Marlin having his day in the sun here this afternoon at Daytona. He's been in the lead for about 45 laps or more here and continues to do so at lap 123. Strong run for Mark Martin, Joe, who started way back at the tail end of the field and has picked his way up there, and now he's able to stay up there. Yeah, he started back in 39th and is now up to the second position. Again, after all the griping all the week uh, by the Ford Taurus teams about how they needed some reduction on that rear spoiler and some help, it has paid off big time here with Fords now running second, third, uh, also in fifth, we've got a Ford in the seventh spot, a Ford in the eighth position, in ninth. Yeah, they're coming to their front without a doubt. Let's check on the story of some of those Fords. One of those is uh, Ryan Newman, who's uh, making his run in his first Daytona 500. Jim Phillips. What's so unique, Joe, is he's a young driver rookie down here, and so is his crew chief, uh, Matt Borland, who's uh, th this team's really done a good job. Have you been able to keep him up there all day? Uh, he's doing all the work out there, and the guys in the pits here have had really good stops, so it's uh, been a pretty good day so far. Okay, if you got something for him at the end there, can you hang up there and get with him? Uh, I think we're doing all right. We'll, we'll be pretty happy with the top ten. The top ten. Well, that's a pretty good start here at Daytona. That's Matt Borland, crew chief for young Ryan Newman, who's hanging in the top ten. And Michael Waltrip, who has been at the front of the field quite a bit and also been at the tail end of the field quite a bit has now threaded his way back up to third place let's see if we can get a word out of his pit i don't think they're going to be satisfied with the top 10 as he comes back you got slid back in the pack now he's coming back up to the front what's he saying about the car well the napa chevrolet is doing really good earlier in the race we equalized the right front tire got behind got to push him real bad but we're not doing bad for a chevrolet we're just trying to hang on and Hopefully finish this race out. we got some good help behind us with Gordon and Harvick, so hopefully they'll push us right on through. Looks like you made just a slight chassis adjustment last time. Has he said anything about the handling of the car now? Well, we've been tight all day long. We've been freeing them up, and every change we made has been better. So we've got one more stop to go, and hopefully uh, little Leah help us get up there also. Trying to go back-to-back -back in the Daytona 500, the Napa Chevy, and Michael Waltrip. And Adam Alexander, Matt Kenseth made a long run a while back earlier in the race this afternoon on a two-tire stop. Could he be a sleeper? Yeah, the first time he took on left side tires, Joe, was at lap 82. They made a two-tire stop at lap 93. I'm with crew chief Robbie Reiser. You've been playing the pit strategy game, and the two-tire deal appears to be working for you, Robbie. 
Well, we only had, you know, uh, 13 laps or so on the left side, so why not take a shot and put right sides on it? Uh, the first time it worked out for us, uh, it was okay, you know, and then uh, it, uh, once we got uh, 50 laps on the tires, it started to go away. So uh, it was another gamble here to put put, him, put on the right sides with 13 laps on them left sides, but we'll see how it works out. You guys over 125 laps into this one. You've been hanging up front so far. Do you have what it takes to be there at the end? Well, I'm kind of hoping we do. You know, we worked hard all week long on the DeWalt car. It was slow all week, and uh, we did some changes to it and uh, got it running a lot better. So we'll have to see how this thing works out. Matt Kenseth, no stranger to success here at Daytona. He finished 10th as a rookie two seasons ago. He's also got a Bush Series win here at Daytona. He started 40th this afternoon, currently running in the top five. A lot of people think Matt Kenseth is going to have a good year on the Winston Cup circuit. Very talented race driver. Got a lot of good people on that, on that team. Some drivers that have struggled a little bit here in the last 40 or 50 laps. Now, Kenny Schrader led a great deal of the Daytona 500 earlier today, Joe, but he slid all the way back to 23rd position. He's been able to pick up five and six spots, but that's about as much as he's been able to gain and get toward the front. Maybe saving something for the end of the race. We have a long ways to go. Still 73 laps. Right now, the shuffle is on in turn three for the third spot. And here it comes back to turn four, Joe. Matt catches to the inside. Michael Waltrip has changed lanes. They are side by side with Michael getting drafting help from Rusty Wallace. They work their way out of the corner, back down to the start-finish line, trying to, to catch that lead draft that's beginning to break away just a little bit while the front two get away. Michael Waltrip comes away with this position as they go back to turn one. Waltrip comes up with the spot. Matt Kenseth now left to hold that low line and battle with Rusty Wallace, who comes after him on the outside lane. Rusty's got drafting help from Kevin Harvick. He'll try and make the move off the backing of turn two. Harvick scoots up to the high side, lines up behind Rusty Wallace, gives him a push to the outside of traffic, coming off the the end of the super stretch. Now Wallace has the momentum on the outside of Matt Kenseth, but Kenseth is a stubborn foe to the inside. Matt Kenseth shuffled down to the inside lane. All the drafting help now. It shifts to the top side of the racetrack. Now it's going to go three wide. Kenseth on the bottom. Harvick in the middle. Rusty Wallace up top. Great battle going on for the fourth position. Three wide coming into the trioval with Matt Kenseth down on the lowest lane of the racetrack possible. Rusty Wallace up against the wall. Now Harvick in the middle gets some help from Jeff Gordon. Can they carry that three-wide battle all the way to turn one? It appears they can. Harvick will shoot through. Gordon follows him through. He'll take the spot away. Rusty Wallace up high alongside Gordon as Kenseth gets dropped, kicked backwards. Gordon to the inside of Rusty Wallace. They ride side by side, heading on to the backstretch. Wallace working up next to the outside wall. Gordon down low. He changes lanes, has to accommodate the lap car of Brett Bodine and hold off Ryan Newman. Ford and Chevy battle there between Rusty Wallace and Jeff Gordon. Rusty will win the battle. Here's Gordon sliding up the racetrack. Can't keep his car glued down. The lap car of Brett Bodine occupies the inside lane. Coming back to the start-finish line, it will be 70 laps to go in the Daytona 500 as Sterling Marlin leads the way. Mark Martin rides in second. Michael Waltrip is third. Kevin Harvick fourth. And Rusty Wallace is running in fifth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is running about 12 laps behind the race leaders, but he's running right up there with them, up to speed at this stage of the event. It's a shame he's been through so much here today. Was a contender for the win at this Daytona 500. Sterling Marlin is the race leader. Mark Martin is second. Kevin Harvick is third. Jeff Gordon runs in fourth, and fifth is Rusty Wallace. I expect we'll see some more pit stops coming up. Jim Phillips, how soon will they be coming in? I would say about 10 laps, Joe, and then we're going to see uh, the dash for cash, but about uh, 10 more laps. Uh, I expect some of the leaders will be coming in. All right, here comes the pack now. Back to the start-finish line. They all stay out this time by.
by. Bit of a separation now between Sterling Marlin and Mark Martin. Still some double wide racing from about the sixth spot on back. That is where Ward Burton is in action there with Michael Waltrip. Ward working topside on the racetrack. Waltrip hanging down on the yellow line. Ward Burton way up next to the concrete retaining wall. Waltrip right down as far as he can go without hitting the apron. A Dodge Chevy battle for the sixth position. Ward Burton has it for now. Michael Waltrip pedaling hard to the inside, but more traffic stacking up to his outside. Kurt Busch moving by, and now here comes Elliot Sadler. Sadler tries to mount the charge. He looks outside as Waltrip again dives for the bottom of the racetrack. Waltrip all the way at the bottom, hanging the wheels on the yellow line. Kurt Busch up top against the concrete off turn four. Tell you what, Michael's had a car that's been good all day, good enough to do some blocking at the bottom of the track, up in the middle groove, or run up high if he needed to. He's certainly, if he can get back up there, make a good pit stop and come back out in that lead pack among the top five or six as they wind them down here at Daytona this afternoon, he would be a contender to win. But we've been talking among ourselves here in the booth for the last uh, commercial break or so. Whoever comes from second, third, fourth, or fifth, you're not going to do it by yourself. You're going to have to have some drafting help. They work back to turn three. One of the drivers by himself in the top five is Jeff Gordon in fourth. He's losing contact with third place Kevin Harvick, although now Rusty Wallace is closing in behind him. So Rusty Wallace now going to give Jeff Gordon a little bit of drafting help. At least he was going into turn three. Instead, Wallace changes lanes. Up the racetrack, Wallace goes. Ward Burton will go with Wallace to give Wallace the drafting help he needs. Ryan Newman got shuffled out of the draft on the last lap. He's now back in the 12th position, was up there among the top seven just a lap ago. So Newman trying to come back to the front of the pack. Here's Todd Bodine and Dale Jarrett going at it. This is for the 13th spot as they race to turn one. Dale Jarrett trying to make the move on Bodine as they race side by side through the corner. DJ and Todd Bodine running for that position. A little bit closer to the front. Michael Waltrip and Ricky Rudd going at it. Waltrip continues to backslide. Waltrip caught in the middle of a three-wide sandwich on the back straightaway. He's seen that earlier this afternoon. This time, he's able to get back up in the line toward the outside lane, allowing Bill Elliott to move forward. Elliott closes in now off the end of the back stretch. Elliott to the inside lane. Waltrip climbs the banking. Waltrip now drafting help from Todd Bodine and Dale Jarrett. Although now Jarrett's going to lose that as Jeff Burton's on the move to his outside. Burton works to try to make that move coming off turn number four. It's not going to stick. He'll fall back in line. Ricky Rudd has lost a bit of ground. He was battling among the front five for a while. He's now settled in line in the ninth position, going back to turn one. Ricky Rudd conveniently settled in right behind the Elliott Sadler machine as Sadler works midway on the racetrack. Ricky now will dive down onto the bottom of the track. Sadler throws the block at the exit of two. Sadler is successful in maintaining the position. Ricky Rudd has to back out of it, get back up in the Trouble line. Trouble in the back straightaway. Shot Robinson spinning. Mike Skinner is also involved. Robinson with a nice job. Gets the car pointed back in the right direction as Skinner spins down into the grass toward the infield. Caution is on the speedway. It becomes the fourth one of the afternoon. It comes out at lap 137. Back to turn two. Shauna Robinson running the high lane coming off turn two. Barney got together with Mike Skinner. Spun the, the uh, car. Did a nice job getting it back under control after doing a full 360. Both cars now back underway. They will be able to continue. It has brought out the yellow flag and this is going to work out well for the cars that were just about scheduled to make pit stops anyway. They'll have the luxury of pitting under caution. Sterling Marlin is the race leader as the field comes off turn four, coming back down to the start-finish line for the restart. We'll have 58 laps to go. It's Kevin Harvick running in second. Jeff Gordon is third. Kurt Busch is fourth, and Elliott Sadler is fifth. Sixth is Bill Elliott. Seventh is Ward Burton. Eighth is Rusty Wallace. Michael Waltrip is in ninth, and Ricky Rudd is running in tenth. It's about to get serious here in Daytona right now as they come down to the line and take a look, see the green flag go in the air, and Sterling Marlin again gets a good restart. 
Couple of cars going to duck in between himself and the second place machine, a lap car or two, as they work their way back down toward turn number one. Robert Presley dives in behind the leader. Kevin Harvick trying to chase him down along with Jeff Gordon as they go to two. A great jump by Sterling Marlin on that restart, Barney, and he's got the lap car and some daylight between himself and Kevin Harvick. Harvick's got a rearview mirror full of Jeff Gordon as they come up to speed to the back straightaway. Harvick and Gordon hook up nose to tail, heading on to the super stretch, lining up behind the lapped car of Robert Presley. Everyone else in the lead pack will remain in single file formation coming off the end of the back stretch behind Marlin. A couple of Chevrolets going to try to track down the leading Dodge now, but they've got to get around the lap car of Robert Presley. Presley now sits in between race leader Sterling Marlin and second place Kevin Harvick as they race off turn four. Harvick looks, Harvick that is, looks down to the inside of Robert Presley for a chance to get by. Sees he had better not do that because he could lose a lot of ground if no one goes with him. Now Presley moves up the banking a little bit. Harvick gets a line down to the inside but stays tucked in line. Single file. Kevin Harvick just looking for some real estate right now as they move in. Get a little bit closer to the leader, Sterling Marlin. Marlin holding the bottom of the racetrack. He's got the lap car of Presley. Now looking to the inside. Here comes Kevin Harvick. Harvick checks behind him. He sees Jeff Gordon moving in even closer. Gordon feeling pressure now from Kurt Busch. Elliott Sadler inches from Busch's back bumper. Here's Harvick on the move to the inside. Harvick opens the inside lane off the end of the back stretch. He will bypass the lap car of Robert Presley. Likewise, Jeff Gordon. So now the front three make it the front four. All free and clear of the lap traffic. Give a call to Kurt Busch and both Elliott Sadler. They have worked their way all afternoon to get from the back to the front on a couple of occasions and now right up there in that lead pack. Now everybody's got fresh rubber on this machine. So they probably will go the distance without making another pit stop, assuming that this race remains under green. So you want to get as much daylight between you and the rest of the field as you can. That's why you see that lead draft of about eight cars running nose to tail in front of Dave Moody. They are really turning up the heat, Barney. Jeff Gordon all over the back bumper of Kevin Harvick. Gordon in turn feeling some heat from Kurt Busch. Looks like something is about to happen here. Jeff Gordon may be the driver to step out of line first. He thought about it, but for now, he rides in third. Jeff Gordon beginning to get just a little bit antsy this time. Off the end of the backstretch, started to run to the inside. He gets back in line right behind Kevin Harvick, who rides second. All in hot pursuit of Sterling Marlin off the corner. Marlin brings him back off turn four, coming back down to the stripe. Tries to break that draft a little bit if he can. Drops down to the low side of the racetrack, but everybody stays right with him. In step, coming across the line. He's got Kevin Harvick. Harvick behind him. Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, and Elliott Sadler. Everyone knows to tail. Nobody making a move, although Gordon continues to inch lower and lower on the racetrack with every lap. Kevin Harvick so far has been able to block him. Gordon again sneaks a peek to the inside. Gordon goes low. Harvick went wide, took a look to the outside of the leader. Sterling Marlin could not make the move. No change for the top spot, but Marlin looks behind him and sees a whole lot of company coming. And a whole lot of Chevrolet horsepower on his back bumper. Kevin Harvick, also the Chevrolet of Jeff Gordon, running second and third. The first Ford, Kurt Busch now in the fourth spot, following the tire track for the race leader. Nose to tail, they come off four, back down to the trioval, head off toward turn number one. Sterling Marlin has been at the front of the field, but right now, everybody's putting the heat on him, trying to get up there and take a shot at him and see just how strong he is. They go back to one. Well, anybody that knows a thing about Kevin Harvick knows that he will not ride second for long. The move will come. The question is, who, if anybody, will go with him? Harvick still dogging the tire tracks of Sterling Marlin. 
Marlin nose to tail off two. Harvick may be getting anxious to see if Jeff Gordon will commit to follow him if he makes the move to the inside of the race leader. One driver stepping out of line is Dale Jarrett back near the tail end of the top ten. He's racing side by side with Michael Waltrip. But the problem is Jarrett has no drafting help. It's all in the top lane. Michael Waltrip has help from Mark Martin and John Andretti. Dale Jarrett hung out to dry all by himself in the inside lane. Here's the field now coming back off turn four to the start finish line. Front nine, ten cars running nose to tail. Only car out of line is Dale Jarrett. He's trying to work to get by Mark Martin for a position. That would be the 11th spot they're battling for. John Andretti in that race as well. Dale Jarrett getting a good pull down on the inside line. Will go past Mark Martin. Now puts a wheel up on John Andretti. Slides up the banking. Puts the squeeze on Andretti. But the uh, Cheerios Dodge holds its spot and will take the spot back. Dodge Ford battle continues. Moving on to the backstretch. John Andretti swung off to the right side of Dale Jarrett. Getting help now from Jeff Burton in the outer lane. Matt Kenseth is also there. Matt Kenseth in the outside lane sneaks up and tucks in behind the rear deck lid of Jeff Burton. Behind Kenseth, you've got Todd Bodine. Meanwhile, downstairs, Dale Jarrett finally gets some help in the form of the left car Robert Presley, then Ricky Rudd. He'll be able to move up maybe a position or two in the next couple of laps as they wind down now. There are 52 remaining in the Daytona 500. Terry Labonte and Bobby Labonte have both been shuffled back in the field. Bobby Labonte was a strong player in the Daytona 500. Oh, trouble in turn one. In the front of the pack, he's in trouble. Kevin Harvick slams the outside retaining wall. He gets labeled by John Andretti. A massive pileup in turn one and two. 10, 12, 15, 18 cars and more involved. One car making it through somehow was Ryan Newman. Robbie Gordon goes to the grass. A number of cars piled up. One bursting into flame down on the apron. Caution is on the speedway. It'll become the fifth one of the afternoon for a big incident down in turns one and two. Cars scattered all over the apron of the racetrack. Let's go back over to Dave Moody. They went three wide, Barney, battling for the second position. Kevin Harvick got into the side of Jeff Gordon, it appeared. Shot straight up the banking, head on into the outside retaining wall, and then it all broke loose. At least a dozen. I would not be surprised if 18 to 20 cars were involved. Mark Martin appears to have a piece of that, along with Kevin Harvick. As we said, I think John Andretti's car is wrinkled up down there at the apron of the racetrack. Also, that car that erupted in flame is over toward you. Could you tell who that was? I believe it's John Andretti, uh, Barney, but I'm not going to say for sure because the entire left-hand side of the car is just covered with oil, grease, and uh, and the charred remains of that flash fire. The driver is out of the car and okay. The Mack Kenseth machine also rests on the apron down here, badly damaged on all four corners. Got Kenny Wallace involved in that. It looks like uh, the Casey Atwood car is involved. Dale Earnhardt Jr., John Andretti is indeed one of the cars involved in that crash. At least eight, maybe nine cars. Kevin Harvick climbs out of his machine. He appears to be okay. And uh, the car that was hit by Harvick that started this whole thing, Jeff Gordon, was able to continue, but there is some damage on the side of his car. Here also Jerry Nadeau coming down the pit lane with some damage on his machine, as well as the Valvoline Pontiac of Johnny Benson. Caution is out for the sixth time at lap 149. At last count, at least 14 cars, Barney, involved in this crash on lap 140. Yeah, again, uh, Kenny Wallace got a piece of it. So did Kevin Harvick, Bobby Labonte, Johnny Benson, John Andretti, Mark Martin involved. So was Matt Kenseth, Casey Atwood, Bobby Hamilton's car. And we now real, have learned that was the car that uh, erupted in flames over there. Jerry Nadeau's was in, in the wreck. So was Earnhardt Jr., Dave Blaney, Jeff Gordon, and Ken Schrader. Those are the cars we know that either... Some got seriously damaged. Some will be able to continue. And Jeff Gordon was just on pit road and has gone back onto the racetrack. Suddenly there's a lot of vacant space along the pit lane as a number of these cars are going right to the garage. There is a parade of the pit boxes being rolled back into the garage.
garage. Let's see if Adam Alexander has caught up with anyone yet. Well, Kenny Schrader, one of the guys that's out of the event, he hopes to get back onto the racetrack. Heavy damage on both the right and left rear. The hood is up. Kenny, can you tell us what you saw in that wild melee over in turn one? Smoke. We just saw smoke. Knew it wasn't going to get any better. And uh, had just no making it through. And knew collect up a bunch of cars. We, we made it quite a ways through and then run out of options. You guys are going to try to put it together and make some laps here? Oh, yeah, that's that's the plan. I didn't knock off the oil pump belt or nothing. All right, Kenny Schrader with heavy damage to the M&M's Pontiac, but he's one of the guys that's going to try to get back out on the speedway. That was a big part of the problem, Joe. The minute that started and all the smoke started coming up from the cars that were skittering all over the racetrack and sliding sideways, once that smoke pops up in front of you, it's like Kenny says, you don't see anything. You just drive in there and hope you come out the other side. And Kenny was a guy who was strong all throughout the day, led early on in the running of the Daytona 500. Later on in today's broadcast, Barney and I will select the winner of the Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award, the driver who experiences the best break during today's race. We'll see a $500 donation awarded to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries on his behalf. Rebestus Brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR. Bobby Labonte is on pit road. He's one of the cars that had a little damage in there. They're working on some of the sheet metal on the front end of his machine. He's been in a couple of times. We'll be able to continue. Let's swing back in the garage. See if we've caught up with any more drivers over there. Uh, some of the teams making their way back here to work on their machines. Casey Atwood's crew is coming back. Also, John Andretti. Also, the Kmart Ford of Joe Nemechek is on his way back here. The DeWalt Ford of Matt Kenseth has made his way back. Most of the problem is the cars have been able to get back to the garage area, so the work has not yet begun. But it's going to be a feverish work to the finish here for most of these pit crews back in the garage area, Barney. Now they're showing Kevin Harvick's car behind the wall. John Andretti, Matt Kenseth, Ricky Rudd, Todd Bodine, Kenny Wall. Kenny Schrader, Jeremy Mayfield, and Bobby Hamilton, along with Casey Atwood and Joe Nemechek. Some of the cars that are gone, have gone behind the wall are into the garage area. Some of those they will work on and try to get back onto the racetrack. We are under caution. There are 48 laps showing on the field as they continue to pull in some of those race cars that got torn up over in turn number two. Let's go back to the garage. Bobby Hamilton is back in the garage area. Bobby, a wild ride. You're one of the cars reported that caught on fire. Can you tell us what happened? I don't know. It's, uh, it's like I tried to tell NASCAR we had about four guys raising hell about the rules last year. You can't let off the gas. Last year we could all let off the gas when we wanted to and catch back up, but now it's just a bunch of ill-driving race cars out there. So everybody's scared to death to let off because they'll lose the draft. So uh, I think the one, two, about four of the guys that raised much hell are running in the top five now, so I guess it's benefiting them and nobody else. Bobby Hamilton disappointed not only about the situation with his car, but disappointed with the situation on the racetrack, the 55-square-D machine behind the wall. And, Joe, as we said, uh, when you come to Daytona, you've worked all winter long, put in about six weeks' work on your Daytona car. It's the biggest event of the year. You hope to have a good run down here, and you come in and get caught up in something like this, and you end up in the garage. It's very easy to get totally frustrated like Bobby is right now. Yeah, I imagine Bobby Labonte is feeling some of the same uh, feelings as he takes his car behind the wall, getting his 2002 season and started off like he did his 2001 season. Let's go back downstairs to Winston Kelly. Kevin, Harvick, could you tell what happened? Well, I mean, I tried to, I tried to hold my ground a little bit, and, and uh, Gordon, Gordon wanted in the same spot that I did. You know, I tried to block, and he came up, and all hell broke loose. He had a pretty good car. You were able to come back from the early, uh, early incident. It seemed like the car was still okay. Yeah, I mean, the car was awesome. I mean, he, these guys put together a, a heck of a race car, and we had a chance to win the Daytona 500. But, uh, you know, that's the, the one downfall of, of, of this restrictor plate package is, you know, you have to block because if you get, if you get hung out, you have, to, uh, you have to go to the back and start over again. So uh, I came down and, and uh, you know, 
we got together and I wrecked. Tough luck for Kevin Harvick. Now let's go over to Adam Alexander. Ricky Rudd, another one of the drivers involved in the incident. Ricky, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what happened out there? Yeah, I wish I could. I couldn't really tell you. We are about 8th or 10th on the racetrack at that time, and uh, couldn't tell it happened in front of me, and uh, a lot of smoke and a lot of debris, and got woe down to try to miss it, and somebody hit me in the back bumper, turned me in the fence, and then I came off the fence, and I think Joe Nemechek had nowhere to go, and he hit me in the door. There was a lot of hard banging there for a minute, but uh, all the new NASCAR safety stuff held up well. The bad news is no one seems to know exactly what happened due to the melee in turn one. The good news is most of the drivers making their way from the care center unharmed. We are back under green flag conditions as they haul off to turn number one. Sterling Marlin continues to lead. Kurt Busch is second. Elliott Sadler is a strong third. Then Bill Elliott, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, Ward Burton, and Dale Jarrett. The top eight. They go to one. And another great restart, Barney, for Sterling Marlin as he jumps away, puts a couple of lap cars between himself and his closest pursuer, Kurt Busch. Busch just trying to come up to speed as he works on the outside of the lap car of Robert Presley. Kurt Busch, Elliott Sadler also doing that same chore to the outside of Presley on the super stretch. Ricky Craven's lap car is in the mix. Here's Bush trying to find a way to get around him, but Craven is there to the inside. Sterling Marlin had gotten away, but that is gone. Kurt Busch powers to the outside of Ricky Craven, tries to get the lead. Marlin goes up the racetrack to block. Lead lap car is up against the concrete. Single file, nose to tail. Elliott Sadler riding along the third spot, trying to squeeze to the outside, but runs out of racetrack. The wall is there. He's forced back in line. Now further back, Michael Waltrip falls in line behind a couple of lap cars. The Ricky Craven machine, and Robert Presley. He's trying to advance on the inside lane. After the bullet, everybody dodged a couple of laps ago. They're being pretty careful about picking their way through the traffic right now, and that's just fine for Sterling Marlin. He's got a couple of car lengths over Kurt Busch, right behind Busch in close order, Elliott Sadler. Further back, Bill Elliott moves to the outside. He's in the fourth spot. He's also trying to work free of some lap traffic down to his left. Rusty Wallace lines up behind him. Also, Mark Martin. Elliott Stodge wound up in the outside lane, still up alongside the lap car of Ricky Craven. Craven now gets a boost from Robert Presley. All the leaders shift to the inside lane except Elliott stuck in the outside lane in four. Still got 17 cars very much on the lead lap and very much in the hunt to go to victory lane here in the Daytona 500. For the moment, Sterling Marlin uh, literally being pushed by Kurt Busch who had a bumper just against him going off into one. Kurt Busch wants the lead and he's willing to do what it takes to get it. He was right up underneath Sterling Marlin's real rear spoiler. Now backs off a bit between turns one and two. He may be trying to get some room and get himself a run headed for the back stretch. Kurt Busch will have to regather and think about things on the super stretch. He settled back in the line but not before he lost a couple of car lengths to race leader Sterling Marlin. And he has to check behind him because Elliot Sadler is there. Sadler in the third spot following the tire tracks of Elliott Sadler. Actually, Sadler following the tire tracks of Kurt Busch. For now, Busch drops down to the inside. Can't make a pass. Sterling Merlin has all his blocks. Having Sadler behind him is a good thing, though, because they can hook up and make that draft work and chase down Sterling Marlin. Matter of fact, as I say, and it's happening. Coming to the line, Kurt Busch is now just inches off the rear deck of Sterling Marlin. Elliott Sadler and Michael Waltrip back in the hunt as well. Waltrip down on the bottom of the racetrack, trying to thread his way underneath the lap cars. He will uh, move underneath the Robert Presley machine. Ricky Craven also a lap down, but he's got a good race car. He'll come to the outside on Elliott Sadler. Michael Waltrip marching up the inside lane along with Jeff Green.
screen behind Elliott Sadler. Now Waltrip busting out of line, trying to find a way to get around Sadler, who's trying to get around Kurt Busch. Now it's three wide. Elliott to the top of the racetrack. Craven's lap car in the middle. Michael Waltrip at the bottom. Marlon goes up the racetrack. Here comes the challenge for the lead as Kurt Busch is trying to lead the Daytona 500. Kurt Busch gets a fender underneath Sterling Marlin, tries to power his forward to the front of the field. He gets a lot of drafting help at the bottom of the racetrack. Elliott Sadler is there. Michael Waltrip is there. And Sterling Marlin has lost the lead. He's back to fourth. He may lose more before he gets to turn one. Marlin now hung out to dry in that outside lane as they all move underneath him. Michael Waltrip takes away the number three spot. Right behind him on the bottom, Jeff Green goes to fourth. Here comes Jeff Gordon on the bottom for fifth. Jeff Gordon to the inside of Sterling Marlin, who continues to fall backwards on the super stretch. He tries to work back down in the line, but Gordon is there. Jeff Green moving up now into the fourth spot ahead of Gordon. Here comes Jeff Gordon off the end of the back straightaway. He has drafting help from Dale Jarrett. Meanwhile, up top, Sterling Marlin drafting help from Bill Elliott as Kurt Busch, Elliott Sattler, Michael Walker, the top three, all four. Outside line trying to get something going on, but they're from fifth on back up front. The front four cars break away nose to tail. Now Jeff Green falls in that line as well. Suddenly he's a player. Up to the fourth position now as the field shuffles off to turn one. Jeff Green, who hasn't had much to say about getting up in that lead pack this afternoon, may have been saving something for late. Here comes Sterling Marlin trying to rebound on the outside lane. He's got drafting help from Bill Elliott. He looks for the number four spot. Goes to the outside of Jeff Green, heading on to the backstretch with help from Bill Elliott, working up next to the outside wall. Marlin tries to work back into the thick of things, but Michael Waltrip blocks off the lane in third. Side by side for the fourth position. Off the end of the back straightaway comes Michael Waltrip. He is down to the bottom of the racetrack. Actually, Waltrip having third. Jeff Green in fourth. Side by side for fifth as Dale Jarrett's on the move. Now everybody out there and everybody on pit road knows you're going to have to race this way all the way down to the checkered flag. 36 laps to go. You can't give up any ground at this point. Kurt Busch has the lead. Elliott Sadler a strong second. Michael Waltrip third. Jeff Green up in fourth. Dale Jarrett is up in fifth. Sterling is now back to sixth. Robbie Gordon's up to seventh. Bill Elliott's eighth. Jeff Gordon is ninth. And Ryan Newman is tenth. They're in two. Jeff Gordon in the ninth position in between cars working onto the backstretch. He continues to slide backwards. He looks to his right. There's no room there. Down to his left. Everything is occupied. He cannot find a way to get back into the line that he needs to advance. Off the end of the back straightaway now. The leaders race down to the inside. Jeff Green changes lanes up to the top of the racetrack now. He's got the lap car of Robert Presley behind him. Now Dale Jarrett passes him off four. Michael Waltrip has now taken over the second spot. Trying to repeat as winner of the Daytona 500. Can he chase down Kurt Busch? Meanwhile, here comes DJ. Dale Jarrett works to the inside of Elliott Sadler. He's going for third. Jarrett down on the inside, has a nose inside of Sadler. He will force his way into the hole as they go three wide behind him. Michael Waltrip on the bottom. Jeff Gordon in the middle. Robert Presley on the outside. Jarrett goes to third off the corner. Dale Jarrett keeps it wound up down to the inside of the super stretch, working up alongside of traffic. Now he needs help. He's losing momentum. Elliott Sadler is finding a way to rally back on the outside. Outside, and now they nearly stack three wide. Here they come. They will go three wide. The lap car of Robert Presley up top. Elliott Sadler in the middle. Dale Jarrett on the bottom. Still three wide in turn four as Presley makes moves to the outside. Absolutely unbelievable racing going on toward the tail end of the Daytona 500. 34 laps to go as they come down to the line. Still scrambling back there. Michael Waltrip and Kurt Busch at the front of the field. Three wide from their back. Furious racing. Dale Jarrett, Elliott Sadler, Sterling Marlin, Jeff Green. Something's got to give. They're in one. 
one. Dale Jarrett on the bottom of the racetrack. Elliott Sadler just tiptoeing in the middle. Then the lap car of Robert Presley up high. Give the advantage to DJ. He flies down low and takes over third. He will try to hang on to the third spot this time. Keep Elliott Sadler held at bay behind him. Now Dale Jarrett going to work on Michael Waltrip. But Waltrip filling every lane of the backstretch to block. Waltrip blocking every advance this time. He'd like to have a piece of the lead. He snuggles right up on the rear deck lid of Kurt Busch. Busch in the inside lane. Blocks that advance for Michael Waltrip as Busch leads all four. Michael Waltrip is there pushing, doing all he can to get by Kurt Busch, but not yet. Trying to break the draft as they come back to the start-finish line, but again, Kurt Busch will hold him off. 17 lead changes among 11 different drivers so far today. We've had six cautions wave since the start of today's race. Right now it's Kurt Busch leading Michael Waltrip, Dale Jarrett, Elliot Sadler, and Jeff Gordon. Mark Martin is sixth, seventh is Sterling Marlin. Running in eighth is Jeff Green. Ninth is Ward Burton, and tenth is Jeff Burton. Robbie Gordon is 11th. Ryan Newman is 12th. 13th is Jimmy Johnson. 14th is Rusty Wallace. Running in 15th is Terry Labonte. Jeffrey Bodine in 16th. 17th is Bill Elliott. 18th is Johnny Benson. And those are the cars now on the lead lap. When they settle down just a wee bit among the front three or four, it breaks out again back there in fifth, sixth, and seventh place. They're heading for, the fr- for turn four. Dale Jarrett's got shuffled to the outside lane. Barney, he is waving bye-bye as the leader steam plow off turn four. Still Michael Waltrip putting the pressure on Kurt Busch. Coming off turn four, he peels down to the inside of the track, looks for the opening there, knows he'd better not step out of line. There's another Ford lined up behind him in the form of Elliott Sadler. So again, nose to tail, but going to one. Waltrip again looks. Michael Waltrip all over the racetrack, trying to find some room to work, but he can't quite make it work. As Kurt Busch out on top, now pulls away by a car length. Elliott Sadler in third, Jeff Gordon and Mark Martin. Jeff Gordon looks to the inside, thinks about a move for the third position, can't make the move. He gets back up in the line. Everyone stringing out behind Kurt Busch. He still has a rearview mirror full of Michael Waltrip. Ford Chevrolet lead the way back to turn three. Elliott Sadler in the Ford in third as well as now Jeff Gordon takes a look to Sadler's inside. Sadler yanks his Ford back to the inside lane and blocks Gordon off the corner. 30 laps to go as they wind down to the start finish line of the Daytona 500. Back at the Daytona International Speedway, Jimmy Johnson was able to bring his car onto pit road, and Joe, it appeared he had a little help down there getting that car spinning around. Yeah, by watching the replay here, it appears that Jeffrey Bodine may have gotten into the back of Jimmy Johnson, got him turned sideways. Now he's on pit road. Yeah, they're doing some work on the right side of the car, pulling the sheet metal away. He had a little bit of damage from that last multi-car accident, Joe. That being concentrated on the left side, so the aerodynamics not quite what the bud pole setter would hope, but they're going to be able to pull the sheet metal away and get some of those valuable points. Well, now we're going to see if anybody, I guess everybody will elect to dive on the pit road or maybe the Kurt Busch and Michael Waltrip and Jeff Gordon will kind of set the tone as to what everybody else does. There will be 27 laps to settle the Daytona 500 as the pace car brings them down off turn number four. Coming back down to the start-finish line, the pace car leads the field, and the leaders, at least the leader, stays out. Michael Waltrip at the last moment peels down to the inside of the track, kind of faked out Kurt Busch, so Michael comes in. Kurt Busch stays out, Jeff Gordon stays out, Sterling Marlin, Ryan Newman, also uh, the car of uh, Ward Burton stays out, but the other cars come down to make their stops. Back to Winston Kelly. Michael Waltrip's crew working on the right side of the car. You heard Slugger Labby told us it's been just a tick tight, so they put a, make a wedge adjustment, loosen it up, just a little bit. It's going to be a four-tire stop for Michael Waltrip. Terry Labonte with the same thing. Dale Jarrett, who's been running up in the lead pack, but just fell back a little bit. Michael Waltrip down and away in just under 18 seconds now to Adam Alexander. 
On this end of pit road, a two-tire stop for Mark Martin has him down and away in the Viagra Ford. Four tires apiece for Rusty Wallace. Also getting four tires is Elliot Sadler. Four tires for Jeff Green. He's still on the pit lane as they try to tape up some sheet metal damage. Also making his way on the pit lane was Robbie Gordon. Now let's go down to Jim Phillips. And down here we had Jeff Burton in for two tires. Bill Elliott came in. He got four tires, and Terry Labonte is still getting service. Four tires on his Chevrolet. Well, it was kind of a, a break for the drivers who were up in that on the lead lap there, I'm going to say, Joe, because the intensity of this Daytona 500 was getting to where we were squirming around here in the seats up here just watching it. I can imagine what it's like behind the steering wheel on those things. Well, you were talking earlier in the race here today, Barney, about the fact that it's not uncommon to see at Talladega this three-wide racing continuing lap after lap after lap. But we've been seeing this in long green flag runs here this afternoon. Yeah, Daytona, a lot of times they'll step out and go three-wide for a while, maybe coming off the banking of uh, turn two or off turn four here. But they've been doing it lap after lap after lap. And something had to give eventually. It finally did. Been a good Daytona 500. It's a shame we had the accident down in turn number one a little bit ago that took out so many cars. In case you joined our broadcast late, Bobby Labonte has gone behind the wall. He is out for the day. Jerry Nadeau is out for the day. Kevin Harvick, well... Kevin Harvick is out of the event. So is John Andretti, Matt Kenseth, Ricky Rudd, Todd Bodine, Kenny Wallace, Jeremy Mayfield, and Bobby Hamilton. Casey Atwood went behind the wall. Joe Nemechek behind the wall. Kyle Petty had problems and has parked it for the day. Dale Earnhardt Jr. had problems early, cut a couple of tires down and did some damage to the car and has made numerous pit stops. He has repaired the car three or four different times in the garage, been back on the racetrack, and now shows in 41st position. Dave Marcus had an engine problem that put him out at, at uh, early in the event here this afternoon. Afternoon, and Tony Stewart only managed two laps before the motor soured on his machine and put him out for the day. But it has been a great Daytona 500. It's been some fantastic racing from the very beginning here this afternoon. 14 cars taken out alone in that crash back on lap number 140. Had a total of uh, seven cautions that have waved so far today. First one came out on lap 22, which began the problems for Dale Earnhardt Jr. when he cut a tire and hit the wall over in turn number two. He rallied back, got up in the top ten, was doing a great job, then later had further problems. And now he's out of the event. Dave Marcus uh, stalled on the racetrack on lap number 83. That brought out the caution number two. Third time when debris was spotted in the trioval that came off of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s car. Brett Bodine got tapped over in turn number one. That caused the caution number four on lap 100. Mike Skinner and Shauna Robinson got together on lap 137. That was the fifth caution of the day. That 14-car pileup on lap 140 was a sixth caution. And here's Jimmy Johnson spins in turn one. That has brought out our seventh caution so far here today at Daytona. And Jimmy Johnson brings his car back on the pit road. Again, they continue to work on it to, and to get him back out there and finish as well as he can. Jerry Nadeau's car behind the wall. They bring it back onto the racetrack, and Jerry will go out and put a few more laps on the scoreboard here this afternoon. we still got some great racing to go. 26 laps still showing on the scoreboard as they clean up down in turns one and two. Should go back to green shortly. 17 cars are still on the lead lap, including Jimmy Johnson, so they got the repairs made, got him back out. He's the last car shown now on the lead lap. Well, Daytona typically kicks off the racing year, but of course at uh, the local short tracks around the country, racing will begin there soon. The NASCAR Weekly Racing Series featuring nearly 100 of the nation's best short tracks will soon be beginning its 2002 campaign toward crowning a national champion. Drivers in 10 regions around the nation will compete for track and regional honors as well as the NASCAR Weekly Racing Series National Championship this year with more than a million dollars in point fund awards available. For the name, address, and schedule of the NASCAR Weekly Racing Series track nearest you, contact NASCAR Public Relations Daytona Beach or or visit NASCAR.com or America Online, keyword NASCAR. 
175 laps on the board. As we said, there are 25 to go, and they'll be going back to green very shortly. Winston Kelly down on pit road. I've noticed you've been patrolling up or around. I think I uh, saw you over in Michael Waltrip's pit a moment ago. Are they pretty optimistic that even though Michael has fallen back to eighth place, he might be able to pull it off? They've been pretty optimistic all day long, Barney, even though they did have some problems early on with a little bit of an overheating problem. They needed to come down, and they wanted to get those four tires. I tell you who's going to be interesting to watch is Jeff Gordon. He's had very, very little drafting help. Now, Sterling Marlin in the Dodge is in a position that he needs to help somebody, and Jeff Gordon has shown when he gets out front, that Chevrolet gets awful wide. So I think Michael Waltrip can get back up there, but getting around those guys up there is going to be another thing. Adam, wondering about Sterling Marlins guys, if they are confident that Sterling can pull it off. Joe, he's been about as strong as anything out there all day long. Led a couple of times, has pulled away from uh, some uh, multi-car drafts a couple of times, showing he's got a lot of strength in that Dodge. Let's uh, recheck the scoring here. They're now showing a total of 17 cars that are on the lead lap, and Jimmy Johnson is not one of them, as we previously announced. Here's the way, here's the way they're uh, stacked up, getting ready to go back under the green flag. Kurt Busch is the leader. Jeff Gordon is second. Sterling Marlin is third. Ryan Newman, fourth. And Ward Burton now is up to fifth. Jeff Burton is sixth. Mark Martin is seventh. Michael Waltrip eighth. Elliot Sadler ninth. And Dale Jarrett is running tenth. You got Rusty Wallace in eleventh. Robbie Gordon in twelfth. Bill Elliott thirteenth. Johnny Benson fourteenth. Jeffrey Bodine is fifteenth. Jeff Green is sixteenth. And Terry Labonte seventeenth. Those are the cars on the lead lap. Pace car is on pit road. Three lap cars down to the inside of the lead pack as they come down to the line. Green flag goes back in the air, and Kurt Busch, who leads, comes up through the gearbox, tries to get away and put some daylight between himself and Jeff Gordon. Gordon says, nope, I'm going to stick right with you, and that's the way they go to turn one. Jeff Gordon trying to rummage his way around the outside of those lap cars. Looked like he was going to do it, but now he's beginning to struggle just a bit. The slower car, the lap car of Ricky Craven gets out in front of him. Robert Presley alongside Gordon, who is literally getting a push from Sterling Martin. Sterling Marlin getting a bit restless back in the third position now. He is shoving Gordon down the super stretch. Jeff tries to get back into it. Rally up alongside the race leader, but Kurt Busch is too strong. Here comes Gordon to the outside. And here comes Marlin as well. Took a peek to the outside, but the challenge for the lead is on. Kurt Busch. Here comes Jeff Gordon to the outside. Gordon with a fender on in front. He wants to lead the Daytona 500. Coming off turn number four, Jeff Gordon trying to take the top spot. He clears Kurt Busch and takes the lead. Sterling Marlin now battles alongside Kurt Busch, tries to work there for the second spot as they go to one. Young Kurt Busch got taken to school by Jeff Gordon, the former Winston Cup champion, the defending Winston Cup champion, just took it to the outside, got the drafting help he needed and blew around him, but it's not over yet. Here comes Sterling Marlin looking to the inside. Sterling Marlin checks off to the left side to see where Kurt Busch is. Busch hung out to dry in the lower lane. He's all by himself. He's sliding backwards quickly. Marlin back up to second, dragging Ryan Newman up to third. Ryan Newman practically being pushed off the end of the back straightaway by Ward Burton. Burton now is up in the mix. Mark Martin there as well. The front five cars led by Jeff Gordon. Single file off turn four. Jeff Gordon may just be exactly where he wants to be and that's leading the pack and see if anybody can get around him. He knows they're going to have to have some help to do it and may not be able to do it then but Sterling Marlin doesn't let him get away. Ryan Newman is there. Ward Burton Burton is there. Mark Martin is there. That's the top five as they chase Jeff Gordon back to two. Front five all in line for the moment. Jeff Gordon at the front of the field where he wants to be saying bring it on. Sterling Marlin with some drafting help pulls up on his back bumper again. Sterling Marlin slides up next to the outside wall. Keeps Ryan Newman held safely behind him in third and then Ward Burton in fourth. They're followed by Mark Martin who rounds out the top five. Then the first side-by-side -side battle for the sixth position. Kurt Bush there trying to regale or regain that lost ground. 
around that he lost just a few laps ago, feeling a challenge to his inside from Elliott Sadler. Sadler opens up the inside lane with drafting help from Rusty Wallace. How much of a sleeper has Jeff Gordon been today? This is only the second time he has led this 44th running of the Daytona 500. Just by inches right now over Sterling Marlin, Ryan Newman and Ward Burton trying to hook up something to chase down the front two as they head to turn one. Front five right now settled down a bit, a bit further back in the pack. Elliott Sadler trying to bust out of that second group and make it a six-car draft at the front. Sadler with drafting help from Rusty Wallace who makes it three wide. Rusty Wallace pops out a line, rushes up alongside Sadler who's still inside of Kurt Busch and this the ongoing battle for the sixth position. Here comes Rusty racing up behind Kurt Busch. Problem is all that side-by-side -side racing has allowed the front five to pull away but the battle for six spot is good. Wallace to the inside of Kurt Busch. Couple of Fords door-to-door there with Wallace getting the fender out in front. Actually there are five Fords locked up in that scramble right now. Mark Martin, Kurt Busch, Elliot Sadler, Rusty Wallace, Jeff Burton and Dale Jarrett all go at it as they sweep across the line and head back into turn number one. Kurt Busch trying to hold off a pack of cars as they get three wide getting into one. They're all trying to get to that front of the pack but once they do it it may be too late to catch up with the lead five. That battle continues. It is Elliot Sadler now with a rear view mirror full of Mark Martin. Martin with drafting help from Michael Waltrip. Rusty Wallace drops down to the inside tries to get a run up alongside of Elliot Sadler. He can't do it. He scrambles quickly to get back in the line because Michael Waltrip is on the charge. He's tucked right behind Wallace. Michael Waltrip Chevrolet now trying to bypass the Ford of Rusty Wallace. Trying to move to the outside. It wasn't there. Now Waltrip changes lanes. Joins Wallace down to the inside as they race off third four. Just 19 laps to go and some of these guys in that second pack need to get back in line to chase down the front five. They are running away. Cross of the start finish line. Still Jeff Gordon at the head of that freight train. Sterling Marlin, Ryan Newman, Ward Burton and Mark Martin. No one daring to step out of line. Now the second group headed by Kurt Busch, Elliot Sadler, Rusty Wallace, Michael Waltrip. They're all single file in line trying to close the gap on the lead five. Elliot Sadler in the seventh position. He's got Rusty Wallace behind him in eighth. Wallace now decides to stay in line but that might go away. Here he comes again. Rusty trying to put on a challenge to Elliot Sadler. Can't do it this time. He'll get back in line behind Rusty though. It's side by side. Michael Waltrip to the inside lane is joined by Jeff Burton up top. Burton has help from Jeffrey Bonine off the top side. Come down to the start finish line. They will see 18 laps to go. 45 miles left in the Daytona 500 as they cross the stripe and go back into turn number one. Now all of a sudden cool heads prevail, so to speak. Let's get back in line, not let the front five get away. They're in one. They got themselves sorted out in that second group, Marty. Kurt Busch settled in as the leader of that pack, and now the job is to run down the lead five. They are very close to doing it. Busch just three car lengths off Mark Martin. He's got help from Elliott Sadler right behind. Kurt Busch does on the super stretch. Now he's closing in quickly behind Mark Martin, who hangs on to the fifth spot. The leaders are headed back to turn three. What had been a lead pack of five is now a lead pack of seven as Kurt Busch and Elliot Sadler both have caught the front five. Now, still side by side for six. Rusty Wallace feels the challenge from Jeff Burton as Rusty slides wide off turn four. Further back, you've got Jeffrey Bodine and Dale Jarrett going at it as well for the 11th position. But up front, it is still single file with Jeff Gordon leading the way. 17 laps to go in the Daytona 500. There are just 14 laps to go in the 44th running of the Daytona 500. A two-car breakaway, Jeff Gordon and Sterling Marlin, and it's on behind them.
Port Burton down on the inside lane, jousting with Ryan Newman on the outside. Burton's got the drafting assistance down on the inside. Elliott Sadler moving up. Without Sadler's help, Burton would not have completed the pass. He was in trouble. He was dropping back. Sadler came to the rescue, gave him the push that he needed. Now it's Sadler who's stuck down to the inside, but he's about to pick up some help too. Racing for the fourth position, although now Ryan Newman will grab it momentarily, but Sadler charges back to the inside, almost leaning on Newman. Newman goes up the racetrack. He's almost three wide with Mark Martin up top. We're going to see a lot of three wide racing between now and the checkered flag this afternoon, even though it may be back there for fifth place for the moment. It could break out at the front of the field. Jeff Gordon coolly takes them back to turn number one. Sterling Marlin and Ward Burton. You expect them to put a push on any minute. They go back to two. Not a question of if the mood will come, Barney, as much as when. The front four are single file and happy about it. Now breaking his way into the top five. How about Jeffrey Bodine to the bottom of the racetrack? He's on the charge toward the inside. He's got some help. Several cars lined up behind him on the super stretch. He's alongside of Ryan Newman. He's got Dale Jarrett working with him in the draft and Kurt Busch is three wide. Dale Jarrett gives the boost to Jeffrey Bodine. Bodine now will go to that grab side. That was Ryan Newman now. Feels a challenge from Dale Jarrett. Behind them, still three wide off turn four. They work their way back down to the start-finish line, chasing Jeff Gordon at lap 188. Goes on the board. There are a dozen left. Who's going to win it? Can Gordon hang on? Can Sterling and Ward Burton link up in a draft and get up there? Elliot Sadler still strong. Jeffrey Bodine, give a call to him. He is fifth. They're in two. And the gap now is a big one. Back to the number six position where they're side by side. Dale Jarrett trying to get himself into the action. Drives underneath it. Ryan Newman. Dale Jarrett completes the pass. He's sixth, but he's got a lot of ground to make up on the back straightaway. He's a good five car lengths off of Jeffrey Bodine, who is the last car in the top five. So now Dale Jarrett settles down, running in the sixth position. Ryan Newman in seventh. Michael Waltrip in eighth. You've got Robbie Gordon in ninth. They're side by side for tenth. Kurt Busch has drafting help from Jeff Burton, while Mark Martin gets help from Rusty Wallace. Five car breakaway coming off turn four. Back to the start finish line. Jeff Gordon showing the way. Everyone behind him just waiting for the time to make a move. It's Sterling Marlin in second. Ward Burton third. Elliott Sadler fourth. And Jeffrey Bodine is running fifth. On the bottom of the racetrack, Jeff Gordon leads that five-car lead draft. Is not going to let anybody go underneath him if he can help it. Sterling Marlin just lurking there in the number two spot. Soon as Marlin goes to the inside, Gordon's a half-step quicker, blocks off the lane. Then Marlin changes lanes to the right. Gordon once again is quicker, blocks him off again. Marlin just continues to follow the tire tracks. Now as the leaders work off the end of the back straightaway, they will all change lanes and shift to the low lane, down to the inside of the racetrack. Jeff Gordon, Sterling Marlin, Ward Burton, Elliot Sadler, Jeffrey Bodine, all single file off four. As they head back down to the line, there will be 10 laps to go. Robert Presley just crossed the stripe a moment ago, a little plume of smoke out of his car. He's limping off turn number two, and I believe he received the black flag. Now they link up single file. Jeff Gordon, Sterling Marlin, Ward Burton, Elliot Sadler, and Jeffrey Bodine, and Dale Jarrett. That's the top six. They go over to turn two. DJ has closed the gap. He's just a couple of car lengths off the back bumper of Jeffrey Bodine. Ryan Newman, another five back, followed by Walter One car spinning. Robbie Gordon, Loses it at the exit of turn two. Bill Elliott with a great move to dive under. Ricky Craven and Brett Bodine get by. Gordon is in the wall and spins down to the inside of turn two. 
Rest Caution. of the field steams over into turn number three. Now coming back around to the start-finish line. Robbie Gordon in trouble. Coming up off turn number two, the caution flag is going to wave. Now with just nine laps to go. The incident occurred in turn two. Robbie Gordon refiring the singular wireless Chevrolet. He will drive it away. I have to see the replay to be sure, but it looked like the rear end just got out from under Gordon. Coming off turn number two, he spun the car. Good bit of driving by Bill Elliott, Ricky Craven, and Brett Bodine to avoid making that another multi-car confrontation. Yeah, that's a great move by Bill Elliott over there to keep from getting a piece of it and ending up in the wall himself. But we are under the caution. The seventh time today he came out at lap 190. So that will give us nine laps to go when they come back around. It should be able to clean it up over there and certainly finish this thing under green. Coming down the line, green flag goes in the air. Jeff Gordon gets a good trouble, restart. Trouble, trouble on the start-finish line. Three cars get together. There goes Michael Waltrip across the grass. Jeff Burton is involved. Terry Labonte gets some of that. Also, Jeff Green involved right here at the start-finish line. At the drop of the green flag, three or four cars are involved, and the caution flag waves yet again. Actually, it's going to be more than that. I think it's going to be about five or six, and a lot of them have damage as they came down to the line. One car got out of shape, and then when you're in a pack like that, you're going to collect even more. Jim Phillips, you got to look at some of those cars down there as the smoke continues to build up. Well, you got uh, Jeff Green, Rusty Wallace, uh, a couple involved here. Uh, Michael Walter, as you pointed out, uh, Terry Labonte involved. Uh, also, I think Schrader's got another lick on his car. Jim could be the race to the win right now. The field is in turn four. Two by two by two. Sterling Marlin, Ward Burton to the outside as they race off turn four. Ward Burton coming down, trying to get the win as they come back to pick up the caution flag. Side by side, Sterling Marlin, Ward Burton by inches. It is Sterling Marlin, who's going to win the Daytona 500, possibly if we do not get back no. under the green flag. Sterling Marlin races back to the caution flag, crosses the line just ahead of Ward Burton. Jeffrey Bodine third, fourth is Elliott Sadler, and fifth is Dale Jarrett. Now, if they can get the mess cleaned up on the racing surface and get back under the green flag, it'll be a completely different turnout. But it remains to be seen if we can clean up the mess in time, Barney. Well, that was the furious racing back to the start-finish line in case they were not able to get it restarted. Here is Jeff Gordon down on pit road as he works his way into the pits again some of those cars involved michael waltrip's car involved it looked like jeff green was involved rusty wallace got a piece of that also and uh, jeff burton as we see right now is limping out of pit road see quite a bit of sheet metal damage to his car at any rate the caution is out for the eighth time this afternoon let's go to the pits well jeff gordon's crew working now on the left side of the car he's got just a touch of damage as he was trying to block sterling marlin as that activity was happening here at the start finish line Sterling Marlin and Jeff Gordon gets together. He spins, so Jeff Gordon came down pit road. Just a touch of cosmetic damage. They came and got four tires in gasoline since he had flat spotted the tires. Tony Gibson and the crew giving Robbie Loomis the thumbs up that the car is okay if we can get back to green flag race. Barney, they are stopping the field on the back straightaway. The red flag is going to come out. We will have a green flag run to determine the winner in the Daytona 500. The cars are under the red flag on the back straightaway out in front of Kurt Becker. Well, race leader Sterling Marlin is concerned under this red flag, Joe, because he bailed out of his car. He walked around to the right side to survey some possible damage. He was trailing some smoke from the right side of the car. That action on Marlin's part brought a NASCAR official out of the Pontiac safety car who instructed Marlin to get back into his machine 
Green, Sterling, and everyone else now waiting on the backstretch. Under the red flag, it's Sterling Marlin leading Ward Burton. Jeffrey Bodine is third. Elliot Sadler fourth, and Dale Jarrett is fifth. The man in the catbird seat could be Ward Burton as he is sitting right behind Sterling Marlin over there. Let's see if we can get a word out of his pit. Yeah, we th- kind of thought Sterling Marlin might be the man in the catbird seat, but some damage to the uh, Coors Light Dodge. Another Dodge running up front, as you said, Barney, is, of course, Ward Burton, his crew chief, Tommy Baldwin. And, Tommy, you guys talking to some NASCAR officials about something that happened on the backstretch. Well, I'm real proud of everybody in this Caterpillar Dodge. Uh, you know, Ward's worked real hard keeping the car clean and uh, hopefully to get to this point to try to win this thing, you know. Uh, hopefully we get some help behind us uh, win this thing. You guys, uh, what's the situation here? Everybody says they want to be up front. Is the up front the place to be here with five laps to go? Well, you know, I think being second is probably where you want to be. I don't know. It's, uh, I, I tell you, I can't. If they had a race like this, uh, this big a track every week, I couldn't do this. Uh, it, it wears you out. Uh, but I'm proud of everybody. Uh, back at Bill Davis Racing uh, at the motor room, uh, the arrow, arrow, arrow part of the car has been awesome. Uh, all the guys putting the car together. Uh, we've had good pit stops all day, and, uh, you know, it's up to Ward right now. You know, we've been, been in this position a couple times and haven't been able to finish it, and uh, we'll see what happens. There are a lot of big races that you would like to win in your Winston Cup career, one of them Darlington in the Southern 500. Ward Burton did that in September. He'll try to make it a couple of big r- wins in six months as he goes for the Daytona 500 here this afternoon. Cleanup crews checking this racetrack all the way around now up in turns three and four here in the trioval where the accident happened a moment ago to make sure it is in perfect condition when they put them back under green to settle the Daytona 500. Barney just getting word from NASCAR that Sterling Marlin will restart the race at the end of the line. And I imagine this is for getting out of the car, as Kurt Becker told us about, to check out the damage on the car. He tried to pull the fender away under the red flag. And so NASCAR says he will start at the rear of the line when we get the green flag here. Talk about an unhappy camper. He's going to be one. We're waiting to settle the Daytona 500. It's red flag for the moment. Now we're getting from NASCAR that Jeff Gordon pitted too soon. He, too, will go to the end of the line for the restart. Sterling Marlin goes to the end of the line. Right now, he's at the head of the line. What are they saying in his pits? Yeah, Tony Glover is down here talking to the NASCAR officials now, I think relaying some word from the officials to his driver, Sterling Marlin. We'll see if we can't grab a word from him here in just a second as they wrap up this conversation. In fact, let's go over here and grab crew chief Lee McCall. Lee, can you tell us the latest? I know that NASCAR has put you to the end of the line. What is the game plan in this situation? Well, we're going to come in and put four tires on and uh, work on this fender some and just get the best finish we can. I know Tony was in a long conversation with the folks from NASCAR. Can you tell us, do you guys agree with the ruling at this point? Those guys are right. All right, there we go. That's the word from the Sterling Marlin pit. They're going to come in, put on four tires, and try to make a run to the front. We'll also see Jeff Gordon on the pit lane, perhaps, when we go back under the green flag. And just now, they have announced to crank up the engines on the back straightaway. So we'll bring the cars back around, and with five laps to go, it probably should turn out to be about a three-lap shootout for the finish. Now, if you're not uh, too sure about what happened with Sterling Marlin and Jeff Gordon, Sterling Marlin's penalty, what's forcing him to go to the rear of the field, is the fact that he climbed out of the car under the red flag on the back straightaway, checked out the fender where it was knocked in on a tire, and pulled it out somewhat. 
For that infraction, he'll go to the rear of the line. For Jeff Gordon, he pitted too soon. He, too, will go to the rear of the line. That'll put Ward Burton in the top position. Jeffrey Bodine will restart in the second spot. It'll be Elliot Sadler in third, Dale Jarrett in fourth, and Mark Martin in the fifth position. For the shootout to the finish, no lapped cars will be up among the race leaders. This should be good. Oh, man. I don't think I can hold my breath for three laps if that's what they end up running under green. Actually, I think that was the signal for one to go, so we'll be back under the green flag when the field comes back around this time. Ward Burton would be a big deal for him to win the Daytona 500 for anybody. It would be. It, Jeffrey Bodine, I think, is the big story, Barney, as it stands right now. Coming back after the, the few years he suffered trying to recover from the crash here in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race two years ago, trying to work his way back into NASCAR Winston Cup racing. Here he is driving a car for James Finch with a sponsorship from the uh, Miccosukee Indian Gaming Operation and a limited schedule this year, working with his brother Brett Bodine with a couple of races on their schedule. Not a full-time sponsor, not a full-time deal, just a one-time opportunity here, and he may go to victory lane today in the Daytona 500. He is second for the restart. Tell you what, he's going to capitalize on the effort that certainly that he's got. He's got a good race car. He's in a good position to do it as he sits up there in the number two spot on this restart, and Jeffrey has driven a smart race today. He stayed out of trouble. He's picked off a few cars one by one. Has not made any effort to get the car in a position where it might get wrinkled up. He's going to come away with a good finish, assuming everybody gets back to the checkered flag without seeing it wind up like we did a few minutes ago. Green flag is out. We're going back to it with now just three laps remaining in the Daytona 500. They are chasing Ward Burton into turn one. Ward Burton's Dodge with five Fords lined up behind him. Will they work together? The answer appears to be no, as they immediately go to abreast on the outside. Elliot Sadler trying to make a move on Jeffrey Bodine. That is music to Burton's ears as he pulls away by three car lanes. Here comes Dale Jarrett to the inside. He's back in the fourth position. Changes lanes. Tries to find an open lane of racetrack. He cannot. He's still pinned back in traffic. Now here comes Elliot Sadler trying to take over the second spot from Jeffrey Bodine. And Jeffrey Bodine has caught the race leader. Jeffrey Bodine on the back bumper of Ward Burton. This is for the lead of the Daytona 500. Front four cars. Single file. Ward Burton. Jeffrey Bodine. Make that Elliott Sadler in second, Bodine's in third. Here they come, back out of the start-finish line. They will see the indication, two laps to go as they work their way across the line. Ward Burton gets a jump this time, pulls away a couple of car links on Jeffrey Bodine and Elliott Sadler and the rest of the field as they go to turn one. Sadler rides in second. Bodine shows in the number three position. Fourth belongs to Dale Jarrett, then Mark Martin in fifth. But at the front, playing the rabbit, it's Ward Burton. His lead is two as they exit two. Here comes Burton onto the back stretch now, trying to break away from the rest of the field. Elliot Sadler trying to stay with him. Jeffrey Bodine in third. Sees a challenge from Dale Jarrett, who won't be close enough to make the pass. Jarrett gets back in line off the end of the super stretch. He will ride in the fourth position. He feels the heat from Mark Martin. Meanwhile, up front, Ward Burton, Elliot Sadler, single file coming off of turn four. Ward Burton trying to win the biggest race of his life. As he comes down to the line, he's going to see the white flag. One lap to go. Elliot Sadler right behind him. Jeffrey Bodine, Dale Jarrett, Mark Martin, and Ryan Newman. They go after him and trouble one car gets tapped spins out of line and a big plume of smoke skitters all the way off to turn number one and that will be dale jarrett's machine as they race off to turn two jarrett is out of it burton is on the move he has got three car links in hand ward burton off turn two for the checkers here comes ward burton onto the super stretch for the final time this afternoon elliot sadler two car lengths behind him with jeffrey bodine in third then comes kurt bush but it's ward burton in front in turn three this is for all the marbles in the great american race ward burton brings the field back to turns three and four. Elliot Sadler not close enough to the charge. 
500. It's been since 1977 when a Dodge won at Daytona in a Winston Cup event. Today it happens again. Ward Burton is going to win the 44th Daytona 500. Ward Burton, Elliott Sadler, Jeffrey Bodine is third. Kurt Busch is fourth and fifth is Michael Waltrip to pit road. With Phil Davis, the car owner, it's been a long time coming. Oh, man. Congratulations. How big is this? You know, the Daytona 500, this is it. I, I'm so excited for this team and everybody at Caterpillar. You know, we, this team's stuck together for a long time, and this is what comes to good people. When did you think you had a chance to win it? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we raced hard all day, and they had all those problems. What a wild race. You know, it looked like Martinsville. I, we thought we had a good car all week, but uh, it got awful good at the end. The winning car owner, Bill Davis, and the Caterpillar Dodge. At the World Center of Racing, Ward Burton has won the 44th Daytona 500. Elliott Sadler finishes in the second spot. Jeffrey Bodine with a great run to come in in the third position. Fourth is Kurt Busch and fifth is Michael Waltrip. Sixth through ten is Mark Martin. Ryan Newman comes into the seventh spot. Sterling Marlin eighth. Ninth is Jeff Gordon. And coming in tenth today is Johnny Benson. And uh, Dale Jarrett came across the line with a lot of sparks flying out from under his car. One of the cars on, on that restart there as they got ready to settle it a moment ago that had a problem going off into turn number one. He is not going to be a happy camper at all, but he was able to continue and finish the event here this afternoon. Let's go to pit road. Well, Elliot Sadler was third when we were here at the Pepsi 400 from 41st to second. That was a wild day. Tell us about it. That was pretty awesome. This motorcraft for Taurus drove great today. Handled really good. Our pit stops, unbelievable. I tell you, it's a lot of fun to race in front of these great fans down here at Daytona Beach. It's a great way to start the season. I can't think of a better way to start the year. I'm shaking so much. Glad that Warburton won. Another Virginia guy, I had to go with him and helped him, and he's been helping me all day. And uh, a great start to the season for everybody involved with the Wood Brothers, Motorcraft, Quality Parts, Ford, Air Force, U.S. Air Force on the team. Great deal. Great job. Virginia's up front. Elliot Sadler second. Now let's swing it to Adam Alexander. Jeffrey Bodine comes home third. Jeffrey, are you surprised at all? 35th to third this afternoon in the Daytona 500. No, not at all. I'm just blessed. Uh, blessed that I'm still here as a race driver after that truck wreck. Uh, thank God for that. Thank God for a safe race today. Uh, he uh, he guided me through a lot of a lot of stuff out there. But James Finch, uh, Johnny, Mark Perino, this whole crew really did an excellent job. This is a great car. I mean, it was perfect there at the end. And I want to thank the Mikasuki Indian Gaming folks, uh, Chief Billy, Terry. I mean, what a, a great deal to come here for them to sponsor us, to step up with the money. And hopefully we're going to get some more Indian tribes around the country excited. I know I'm excited today, so hopefully they are, and they'll sponsor some more races. He restarted second. He comes home in the third position. That's Jeffrey Bodine. He comes home third here today. Let's hear from Kurt Busch, who finishes fourth. Kurt Busch had a wild run today. He was up front, then he was toward the back, then he was back up front. Tell us about your run today, Kurt. Saw a lot of unusual type of driving out there today. It was very unusual circumstances, everybody trying to get to the front. A lot of GM cars tore themselves up. That's what a lot of all these Fords would go to the front. Very happy, my guys. It's just awesome to have this experience around me. I meet experience. Jimmy Fanning, Sean Parker, Jack Roush, the whole group. It's, this is Rubbermaid's time. We're going to march forward. That's the thoughts of Kurt Busch, who came home a good, strong fourth. Now over to Adam Alexander. Yeah, another great day for Michael Walter with Daytona. He wins it a year ago, second here in July, top five today. Starting to figure this place out, aren't you? Should. I've been here 17 years. It's beginning to look familiar to me, but our Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet, I'm real proud of my boys, man. They just worked on it. Every time they'd chop somebody's spoiler off, we never asked a question. We just worked on our car, and they'd chop it again. We didn't ask. Maybe after they chopped it the last time, we should have asked. 
a good run for you today. A lot of back and forth. Did you ever think you'd be able to work your way back up and finish in the top five? Well, I don't know. We didn't handle like we needed to. Our balance was a little bit off, and I didn't – I really was kind of a lost soul out there. I didn't know what was going to happen because I just couldn't seem to make all my stuff work. And that, that got a little disappointed. But then when we had a caution with 25 or 30 to go, then I knew my car's handling issue was gone. You know, I could get the job done for sure on the handling. And then it just got so crazy at the end. Uh, Mark spun me out on that restart for some reason. And they all wiped out, which was cool because I wiped out. So when I wreck, I like to have a lot of company. And then we restarted and went back at it and got up from 11th to 5th. Good top five finish for our Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet. We want to see if we can put together a lot of those this year. Should be a good opportunity, Michael Waltrip. A great start to the season. It wasn't a win, but certainly a solid top five for the Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet. Our guys are in search of Jeff Gordon and Sterling Marlin to get a word with them about what happened toward the end of the race. And as soon as we do have them, we'll bring them in and uh, find out what their thoughts are on this Barney, finish. Yes, go ahead. Barney, we do have Sterling Marlin. Sterling, not sure where to start with you. Let's, let's start out with the incident that happened there on the back straightaway. <laughs> well, I was going to pull a fender off the tire. I got the fender on the tire and... Uh, it was going to pull it off and try to get it cleared. And uh, I guess, you know, NASCAR didn't like it one time. I saw Dale do it at Richmond one time. So I figured I could still get out and do it. But they must change rule in between. All right. How about the situation when you and Jeff Gordon were going into the first turn? What happened there? Well, it's deal. You know, you just try to lay back and get a good run on somebody. And, and uh, you know, Jeff done what he, he should do. He should block. And, and I had to run on him, got up on his quarter panel. And, uh, you know, we kept coming down. And I was just going to be close. I thought he'd, you know, pull back up and let me go by. But we hooked bumpers and, and turned him around. And, you know, messed my car up. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Might not have done it if uh, I hadn't. But I had a good shot to pass. And managed Daytona 500. And you got to do everything you can do to try to win it. Talk about your race. You struggled all week long until you got here on Sunday. What made the difference? Well, I figured if it was a good sunny day, and you know, I wish it would have been 90 degrees, but uh, our car just run good on long runs and uh, drove good, and that's what that's the only chance we had to make our car drive good. So uh, we just run wide open all day, and and uh, you know, just like to thank all the guys on the Coors Light Dodge team. They've done, done a hell of a job. Good pit stops. And leaves here in good shape in points. He was third last year. He leaves here in eighth. Let's go to victory lane. Uh, you talk about a wild celebration. He gets a hug from his uh, crew chief, uh, Tommy Baldwin. Ward. Ward, come right over here and look right, right here. You've won the granddaddy of them all at Darlington, the Southern 500, and now you've won the biggest of them all. How does it feel to win the Daytona 500? Oh, it feels great. It hadn't sunk in yet, but I tell you what, this race team has been working really hard, and, and we've gained a bunch. Bill Davis Racing support group has gotten stronger every year, and I'm just a part of it. So my hat's off to all of them and Caterpillar. I tell you what, uh, Dodge has made a big part of us being here today, and we really appreciate all their support, too. Tell us about the first part of this race today. Uh, you weren't there in the mix. Is that Was that planned to get there a little bit later? No, my car ran better uh, on older tires. And, uh, you know, you got to be there at the end of the race. And uh, some of the things that were going on early in the race wasn't very predicted to be there at the end, and we were just trying to be real careful. We really dodged a bullet over there when the 29 lost it, but uh, got to have a little luck, too. Exactly right. Tell us, did you think you were done when Sterling stopped over there? Did you know there was something wrong with his car? Did you think you were going to have to fit, settle for second? I saw Sterling smoking uh, after we had raced back to the green in one and two. And then he got out and looked at it, so I knew it was something up there. But, uh, you know, I was going to work with Sterling. And I had a good friend in front of me, a good friend behind me with Elliot. And uh, 09, Jeff and I got behind Elliot, I mean in front of Elliot. But, uh, 
Ellie and I have worked really good before on these restricted plate races, so have Sterling and I, but uh, this is really uh, amazing right here. We're going to have a big night tonight. I'll bet you will. The winner of the Daytona 500 and the winning car owner right here, a man that's put a lot into this sport, Bill Davis, congratulations. Well, it's a great day for the whole team and Caterpillar and Dodge. and Really proud of my guys and how hard they worked. And uh, on behalf of Bill Davis Racing, we want to say hello to Mike Snow, and we hope you enjoyed the race today. Okay, tell me as a car owner, what does it feel like to see your car grow across that line first at Daytona? Oh, it's unbelievable. You know, we won the Southern 500 last year, and I thought that was the biggest it could get. But this is unbelievable. You know, this is it. This is Daytona 500, and I'm just... I'm, I'm, I don't have words. I'm so proud of my guys. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.